0: Hey. Afternoon everyone, how are we doing? Welcome to another beat around the music with Billy the Crab. He's there alongside me. Let me make sure I'm pointing the right way. There he is.
1: <laughs> yeah, sorry, I'm I am i I'm trying to control the volumes and the things so there's no bleed or something like that, but I think I think we should be okay. I can
0: hear you. Can yep. you hear me okay? I can hear you all good. Uh you got a good level yeah, coming cool. through, so I think we're all
1: good. Yep. But um yeah. yeah. Yep. Shout out to Steph,
0: how you doing? I don't Steph. know what I he, think...
1: he, wrote, he wrote "morning" with the Greek characters. Uh, I
0: see. See, my yeah. Greek's not up to speed yet, so you know. Uh, you you
1: <laughs> learn. You learn. Oh, I, I'm Orsi. Hey, That's Orsi. So...
0: Hey, yeah. there he is. How are you doing? Fresh haircut as always. Yeah, the uh, the missus sorted me out the other day. Actually, uh-huh, she's so very good. good. She's learning uh-huh. since uh, since lockdown. She's been uh, <laughs> my new um, my new hairstylist. So you know how it is. Hey
1: you do the whole fade thing on the on the sides as well.
0: Uh no, nah, not like not like proper fancy not fades like, or anything, but
1: I I just during lockdown I would just like do the whole shave my head. I was like I just not the military as well so I was kind of used to having that very short hairline, so I was yeah. like oh, okay, I could just deal with that for another 2 years I guess. Yeah.
0: <laughs> sort you out, eh. <laughs> you out, yeah. No happy ending <laughs> massage, nah. No, nah, not that day, unfortunately. <laughs> but hey it's good to have you here we'll see good shout out to Benny as well good to have you here what's up everyone how are we all doing yeah how
1: are they doing yeah so here we are session two on your stream yeah on your stream on your with your peeps with my peeps yeah peeps yeah lovely peeps all good peeps
0: but it's nice to have the crossover for sure it's nice to see
1: Yeah. yeah
0: hopefully we get some people from your stream come over as well um
1: yeah i'm trying to drag them over i'm trying to drag them over like, come yeah. on i'm not that scary honest no. <laughs> maybe that's what i should have written in the uh you know the, the announcement like come chat with alex he's not that scary 100 <laughs> percent. <That's it>, yeah, <laughs> 100%, yeah. Oh, how are you been, alex
0: yeah not too bad not too bad how are you been yeah. how's how's the mixing going
1: it's going well I, I finished i did a four-hour session last night which was um Fun after teaching, so my by the end of the night, I was like my brain was completely fried, mm. uh, which is great. But it's going well, thankfully. That's so good. the client's happy. So if if the client's happy, I'm happy, and uh, there's not many much revision to do as well. Mm. Um, but yeah, doing mixing. Got some. Um, what else do I have? Got another music production thing to do for the next couple of weeks. So quite excited for that. Are you doing any
0: so- mixing these days? Yeah, just finishing up the mixing for my for my album. So nice. uh, yeah, I spent yesterday pretty much the whole day just uh reworking one of the tracks and um yeah, I finished mixing the one we intro we introduced today, so that was good. Nice to nice. play that through. Um so yeah, almost well, there I think. Hopefully this week will be there. finished.
1: Nice, nice. Do you do you, I, I remember like last time or one, during one of my streams There was, or actually might have been during your streams where you talked about like um, release dates and stuff like that. Is that still, are you still holding on to the release date or are you you thinking about announcing it? Have you announced it?
0: I'm gonna gonna announce it this
1: week. I think that's what I'm gonna do. That's my
0: uh, make some artwork and all that sort of stuff as well.
1: How do you go about doing (laughs) artwork for for your stuff?
0: Uh, I just use that, what's it, the free website Canva.
1: Yeah yeah yeah. yeah sorry. There's, mm. there's a guy um that I met through Mr. DJ's stream. Mm. Um he goes by Endling and he did an amazing you know he did all his artwork and he did all the videos for the release you know what he did it on YouTube premiere and he did everything in canvas and if you hadn't if he hadn't said anything that he did it on canvas it would be like yeah he's he probably hired somebody to do it it was really impressive mm. what you can do on a on that but that's that's awesome,
0: yeah. Nice, that's kind of my plan, anyway. That's uh, but yeah, it's just just want to try and do those reg- regularly and just um, mm. you know, maybe try yeah. and build some traction with uh, with those, yeah, with the lo fi stuff because I think
1: it's wait, wait. Think... Are you releasing on all the um, major platforms?
0: Yeah, I will eventually. So, what I'll do is I'll put it out um, on Bandcamp first. Maybe do like nice. a whole listening party on Twitch as well, which would be nice. Oh, yeah, fantastic. And then, uh, yeah, have like an official Spotify, Apple right. Music, and everything
1: from there, which yeah. would be cool. I think. Have you um, have you ever done so like with release dates and mm. all that stuff? I'm, I kind of like um have the old old mentality because <laughs> i think i've told you before i feel like an old person trapped <laughs> in a very old body but you're in uh, the wrong year like, <laughs> 100 100 but um like we used to do live shows so like we you'd have a single or a an ep or an album whatever it was and then you would like book a venue in london or wherever you were you were and you would just like play a live show and that would be like the announcement of your release date do you have you done anything similar to with like wo, uh, wo-fi lo-fi stuff and um or the more electronic stuff is that is that something you could do with the the music that you make
0: I don't know I guess guess so. I mean with DJing it's a lot easier because I could just start playing the track out a bit ahead of schedule and obviously it went out to other DJs and stuff so from that th- that perspective it's kind of similar to what you're talking about there but with the lo-fi stuff i'm not i'm not really sure yet it's completely okay. new to me so i'm going to have to learn along the way um Steph that's says that's a topic I like release yeah. dates. Okay. says uh, is a release party better in twitch than on youtube i don't know we can do both but i don't have any followers on my <laughs> um youtube yet so it could be it could be a good good <laughs>
1: aware of your youtube channel yeah. though. like if you you do so what platforms are you on like what what would you say you invest um mostly in
0: well, I mean social media is pretty bad for me pretty much yeah. <laughs> twitch is my I main mean. one i like i like being on twitch and, yeah. and instagram probably as well um yeah i recently just like completely not deleted facebook but i don't actually go on it anymore
1: it kind of sucks the whole thing where they you know if you've got a i think we talked about it last time a little bit where you've got if you've got a fan page Mm -hmm. like you have to pay to boost any 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 uh postings that you do so like i think it i think i read an article a while back where it it says that it spreads to 20 percent of your audience and Mm -hmm. then if you want to reach the full amount of followers that you've got then you have to boost your post which I don't know it's a for me it's like if you've got the followers they might as well get notified about everything you're posting about so
0: Mm. it is is. it's annoying isn't it but yeah yeah we'll we'll learn along the way that's uh Mm. that's that's the way uh steph says no tiktok sad face from young peeps i know (laughs) (laughs) i have got tiktok and i actually did one post on um on there i think it was my i don't know if you guys were in the stream but a short when i had the old salt shaker It's the actual shaker sound.
1: Was that that when it was born, the the shaker?
0: Yeah. And that got 600 views on there for some reason. I don't know how. Because all I did was do some tags and put it out
1: there. I think what's happening, and I think that's where we need to take... Well, anybody doing music and anybody who wants to kind of promote what they're doing on social media is like, it seems like whenever a platform comes out with a new feature, they really push it to... Mm because it's like the youtube shorts i did I, i've done a couple of them i'm planning to do some more you post it and within 24 hours you've got like 700 views and sometimes you get some subscribers from there as well to your youtube mm. channels i think it's just like staying up to date with uh whatever new features coming out and just yeah. being the first one on it just to kind of be there when it blows up if it blows up that mm. is it's being but,
0: consistent with it as well like if you're posting at the same time every week or uh yeah, even if it's twice a week or something, I think you start yeah. to build the traction and the algorithms start reacting to you um, a bit better in your favor, which, um, mm-hmm. whereas if you do one post or three posts in like a week and then don't do anything again for the next month, then I think the algorithm just says, well, you're
1: not. Yeah, they want to see active. that you're in time and energy mm. in the platform, which, fair enough, I guess that, yeah, if they're going to promote somebody, they want somebody who's like part of the, I guess Twitch does that a little bit, don't they?
0: Yeah, I mean, I see, I see some people when they get a certain set amount of people every time, and their their community's building, they end up going on the whole home screen.
1: Yeah. Um, um. What was it? Somebody was saying that apparently you get on the home screen if uh, a hype train is going on or something. I think you mentioned that, like, it, yeah. the reason why they they want you to promote hype trains and all that, um, because they put you in the front front uh, front line. But I was thinking more. About like you know how when you start off you've kind of got the basic tools available to you on Twitch and then if Mm. you reach fifty followers, you can become affiliate and then like if you fulfill all these requirements on the platform, you can actually build it up to be something uh, that you could do on a daily basis.
0: Mm. Yeah, exactly. Steph says. uh next btm talk subject tiktok is it just a scam, <laughs> or is it just for young young kids to dance around like half naked and stuff or that's why that? I,
1: yeah. I got off because i Same. felt like this is not a place for me this is uh i sh-
0: shouldn't be here i know the old missus will be looking at you going what are you doing right. <laughs> are you <looking> at me? <laughs> excuse me excuse me <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear.
1: oh man so what are we going to chat about today
0: Alex? Yeah, well, we uh, we've got our intro question, haven't we? So we've got what have you been listening to this week? I mean my question Actually I've got a track I can suggest for
1: that one, but go on what's yeah. uh,
0: you go first? What have you been so, listening to this
1: week? So um so I'm teaching my cousin guitar who's in America and he obviously there it seems they get all the 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 all the good stuff earlier than the rest of us and um the, he recommended I check. I'm just trying to find the name. Uh, he recommended I check out an artist called. Uh, I should have it somewhere. Uh, the the genre is kind of like folk, ambient. Um. I wish I, I I had the name. Sorry, bear with me. I'll find it. But um. So obviously, I've been listening to a lot of Jordan Riquet. That's not new. I listen to them quite a bit. Uh, I really enjoy listening to their, their stuff. Uh, I've been listening to Anne-Marie, Anne so I've mm. got quite a few things that I'm listening to. I listened to that record, Therapy, which was... There's some good tunes on it. Some of it I can't really... Mm. It's just not my cup of tea, and I, I have a hard time connecting with the songs, but uh, Happier Than Ever by Billie Eilish. I think that's amazing. And the artist that my cousin recommended was Charlotte Day-Wilson. I'm not sure if Oh, yeah, if Charlotte Day-Wilson's... Uh... I've been listening as well. I've been listening to that record Alpha. All right. So g- great vocals, mm. great arrangements. Um, I mean, it is quite. Uh, it's not like something. I think she has maybe. I haven't listened to the entire album yet because I've been listening to some songs on repeat. But she oh. has so, so many great songs. Like on, you know, the ambience, the vocal, the vocal arrangements on that is mm. incredible. I didn't know uh, she had the
0: new you, album out. I I must check that.
1: Well, Mm -hmm. that's the only one I've listened to, just because my cousin mentioned that you should check out. Um, I've not listened to any of the older. I don't know if she has. Does she have that many? She's got an EP
0: um, and some singles. Yeah, she's got two EPs. One's a Spotify one. So the one I recommend listening to though is, after all, that was one of my favourite
1: songs. Yeah, I'll check it out. Check it out. I'll make a note of that. But yeah, that's pretty much my, I guess, like new discovery and what I've been listening to lately, mm. and actually enjoyed uh, the record. How about okay. you? What, what any any cool stuff that we can?
0: Yeah, I mean, I've been listening to the Discover Weekly. So you know, I don't know if whoever uses Spotify, they obviously anyone you follow, any kind of kind of vibes you listen to, they um they kind of come up there. But this this track I heard yesterday. Let me just find the name of it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Halley Supreme. is called Elsewhere. The track's called Elsewhere. Um. El- okay. I'll put it in the chat. So.
1: Yeah. yeah, put it in the chat. Maybe. Yeah, we can also put it in each other's Discords. It
0: kind of reminds me a little bit of um, Jamiroquai a little bit, Ooh. a little, well, a little
1: bit. The funky upbeat stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah. But kind of a bit more with a little modern twist as well, which cool. is cool. So nice. Trying to, um, the
1: name rings a bell
0: yeah I mean he's, I he's not massive but he's I think he had one big tune one or two big tunes around Um. so yeah, so, I, mean, I, mean,
1: yeah I mean that's a great artist name as well isn't it yeah it's brilliant I like it I think the word supreme in your in your, <laughs> in your name <laughs> is probably the best thing ever yeah I mean do you, do you
0: uh, it's kind of a quest, random question really but do you yeah. find that certain times of the year Music releases kind of fluctuate, so you get good around summer. I always find there's a bit of a dip in releases, but then when you come into the end of the year again, there's a lot of nice, um, a lot of nice releases that start coming out. I don't know whether it's just a. Uh,
1: I, uh, to be honest, I've not paid attention. Like I, I, do know. Obviously, there's like release months where I, I know, I know of that. Like there's mm-hmm. months where um, releases happen but I've not really paid attention to which seasons have you know best best releases the thing is like in Greece for example over the summer when you go to a beach bar they're mm-hmm. playing all the like beats to kind of like summer vibes upbeat stuff mm-hmm. and it's usually it, you rarely get anything new unless it's like a, a hot new track that everybody's listening to it's mostly kind of on repeat so you don't really get exposed to to new releases or at least that's my experience with it um but i've not i'm trying to think like i've not really noticed to be honest i'm very slow with releases like for example when james (coughs) baker out with chaos and the calm which is uh a great Mm -hmm. another great album that people should check out if they're into singer-songwriter stuff like i discovered that two years later (laughs) you know i'm I'm quite slow with (laughs) with that i'm probably not the the right person to Mm -hmm talk about like re- noticing release dates but um, why, why, why do you what makes you think of that like is there something in specific that
0: no I just it's just like a thing I noticed over the last like over the years really of, uh, yeah I always find like summer I guess because of festivals and everything like that that mm. people tend to release less during that time and then also the releases don't seem to be as good or it's like Kind of singles and that sort of thing, whereas like now I kind of see the albums coming out. So, like Jordan Mackay's got a yeah. new album, um, yeah, yeah. I need to check, that. yeah. And I think I
1: no, I've been listening to it actually, it's really good. Uh, how, wait, is it has he released it or yeah, it's, coming gonna,
0: uh, October, uh, think, it's coming out October, I think, in a couple of weeks, yeah. So. On his
1: website. so, it's the previous record that I've been listening to on, mm. on repeat, which is also amazing. Uh, there's another guy who's releasing an album soon called Alan Stone, and he's mm-hmm. kind of like more soul blues. Okay. So, but you're right. Yeah, like around this time, people are actually releasing releasing albums, mm. which is uh, quite interesting. Mm. Uh, I never, I never thought of that. I'm actually going to pay a little bit more attention. Yeah. that. <laughs> so it'd be I'm interesting sure to see if it's
0: just me that's.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, sure, I'm sure there's uh, yeah. other people that uh, that yeah. think of that, or if they pay attention to that. I yeah. guess if you're in the in the process of releasing mm. music on a more like kind of what we're going to talk about today, with like how often you should release and when you should release is um i guess if you're following that trend well i don't want to call it trend but like if you're following the pattern you're more aware of what's coming out around that time so maybe that's uh why i'm not that familiar with that because i don't haven't been releasing on a regular basis yeah Uh, nice oh that's it that's that's cool so i mean if if um what was the question of the day what did we say the question of the day was how often are you currently releasing music yeah is that
0: that was one we could put up as like a, an ongoing poll while we uh, yeah while we talk um, Steph says Steph says does it depend on genre um, i guess maybe it does yeah you know yeah, i guess it, it probably be. does um, But i
1: think it ties into what you know what we said before in terms of if if for example you're making edm or whatever lo-fi or singer-songwriter you're probably also following other artists within that genre and seeing when they're releasing mm-hmm. what type of music so maybe maybe it does depend on um on what genre the music is you might yeah. be right
0: there i think it does to be honest um because mm. but i guess i'm not i guess i'm kind of stuck in what i focus on a lot of the time so maybe maybe it's just the way that that schedule works you know i haven't really we done could- a proper proper look around you know in terms of mm-hmm. who does what when
1: that would be interesting to to actually see if anybody else um has noticed that because now that you mention it it's made me maybe think about it and I'm yeah. like, i might go go back and yeah it'd be nice it to see if it's not
0: just me that's <laughs> having like a weird a weird thought it would be funny
1: if it was just you though <laughs> alex <laughs> yeah. it's just, it's, just you. it's all in your head like <laughs> What are you chatting about? Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> <laughs> <Just> stop talking. <laughs> no,
1: no. So uh, I guess
0: question of the day is how often do you
1: make music? So we yeah. say per week. We can do maybe like, I guess. I mean, we're, we're going to chat about it a little bit more in depth because I have a few questions for you to get your point of view on this. But maybe we could do like daily, weekly, monthly. Yeah. If that. Okay. Uh, how, how many options can we can we add there?
0: Um, it's five, I think we got. So we could do daily, uh, weekly, and then every maybe every couple of days or something,
2: mm. two
0: to three days. Um, because it's it's kind of like a just a tick box, so
1: yeah, yeah, you just get to select, I guess. Uh, while you're doing that, I'll uh, read Steph's message. He says, yeah. "How often YouTubers release videos?" So, um, I mean, I, I'm trying. Well, I'm not trying to be a YouTuber. But I want. I I, I like making uh, educational videos and on, on YouTube about music production. Uh, I, I think I haven't been uh, strict with my schedule, but I, I think it's the same thing that with music, well, music or whatever you do. I think you need to do it consistently on these platforms in order to show them that you're you're investing time in the in the in the platforms and actually building a community there. So I guess, Steph, like if if you were to say I'm going to release one video a week, that would be probably a good starting point. And then you have like other bigger YouTubers that are doing two, three videos a week, which I mean, they've reached a point where they probably have teams around them that are um, doing that, helping them out with that. Oh, there's the poll. There we go. So, yeah,
0: hopefully. uh, Hopefully it makes sense. I mean,
1: Weekly, yeah, most days, daily, weekly, most days. Yeah, weekly, two or three days, yeah. monthly. Yeah, nice. I mean, monthly so was
0: be... hard to to kind of say. whether it's like you know, some days in the month you could do it, you know, make music a few times in one month, and then not make it hardly any other, another month. You know, so. Well, maybe hard. maybe
1: that's a good a good starting point to maybe something we can as as uh, people tune in and mm-hmm. answer the questions like. How how like on, on your side like how how often would you say you you should make well either should make music or maybe from your own experience how often do you make music and at, mm-hmm. at the moment
0: so I'll, let me start with me personally so rather than how many you should because this is again yeah it's kind of like a yeah there's loads of different factors we really need to take in but um me it kind of fluctuates between Weeks, but where I work, I work on music pretty much every day, and then there'll be weeks where maybe once or twice. Um, and that consistency is a bit annoying in the fact that really I sh- I want to keep those kind of levels that I do when I have a really good week. I want to be trying to keep that up all the, all the time. Um, but you know, life—the thing is, we're not we're not full time on this, so it's really hard to dedicate full four days to to the work and you know other things come up so um yeah it's a good question obviously i'll i'll uh, answer that one as well so yeah i mean that's that's how much i do it i mean it's it like i say it's up and down um but I, i've i've read a lot of things and i know from you know being at school learning about music you know university and stuff that really you should be doing music at least every day you should be writing something every day. Yeah. Even if you spend an hour doing it, um, that's the way you one improve. Two, you get all the crappy ideas out that sometimes just need to be done. Or you experiment on something. Or you you know, you might spend some of that doing sound design, which I know is another question when I get to. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, it's just if you could, if I could spend an hour a day, that would be good. And it's just me just nice. being disciplined with it as well. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, that's kind of my thoughts on that. Um, really? But I've seen, you know, um, someone I watch quite a lot, actually, is um, oh, his name is just forgotten now. What am I doing?
1: I'm the same, Alex. I, I, I watch I'll read something or I'll see something <laughs> and then I'm like, who, who said that? Who said that? I'm like,
0: oh, keep
1: on forgetting. Decap. There we go. Decap. Got it.
0: <laughs> oh, nice. How, how do you yeah. spell that? D-E-C-A-P. So um he's a he, again, he's another producer. He does Twitch oh. streams and stuff. Um, so oh, is my mic a bit low? I'll make sure it's a bit louder. Thanks, Yeah, I Steph. turned it right as well. Yeah, so uh, oh, my own clipping. There we go. Hopefully, that's better. Um, so yeah, Decap said that, um, again, you sh- he recommends that you should be there every day just writing a beat, basically. Mm-hmm. and then you just you review those beats you know maybe every week or um, every month whatever you want to kind of do and then you pick the ones that you like put them out the other ones don't discard them don't delete them but just uh you know they were they were a good time they were experience you probably learned a lot from them because mm. every time you make music you learn something so yeah hundred um, percent. so yeah that's kind of what i wanted to achieve in, in the next kind of months really um is to try and be active every day with for at least one hour you know two hours however i can spend but just be consistent with it so we, but yeah, yeah what I about think. you what about you
1: so i mean i, I agree with everything you said uh, a lot of the points i would bring up is very are very similar to what you said uh, but the the thing with me i guess and also i maybe some somebody just starting out may have this thought as well as like defining what making music means. Like when we talk about making music daily or making music monthly or making music yearly, whatever it is like for me, it's, I, I guess I, I follow more. The mindset that you've got is actually sitting down and just creating something, whether it's something finished or not finished. But I think a lot of the times when people are thinking about, I need to sit down every day to make music, they get caught up with the idea of that. I need to make a start to finish song every day or every month or every year whatever it is however often you work with it so if, like for me it was the the thing that i struggled with in the beginning when we were when i was thinking about okay well i want to be proactive in you know creating music is like if i say i'm going to sit down daily to create music do i have to sit down and make music start to finish daily like do i have to have a complete song at the end of the day mm-hmm. or is it just like me showing up as you you know very similar to what you do like where you just show up and um you know work on something whether it's good or bad like it doesn't matter so i think for me it was like first the first thing that i needed to do for myself was like just defining okay well what am i what's the, what like how often should i make music is it just for like complete song or is it just a working on music so i i'm, I'm the same as you i i just sit down probably like probably do music every day um it's not always going to be good one thing that did help is like uh, doing the music making challenges on twitch because i went through a period where i wasn't doing any music production i didn't have like and you know i wasn't caught up with doing random jobs and then i had the military and so it was like two or three years where mm. my productivity was very low so actually getting in the habit of saying well twice i think i was doing it twice a week I'm still doing it twice a week where you just do a music making challenge put a timer on and then just say whatever comes out comes out if it's good it's good if it's bad it's bad Mm. and um so i think that's that's really helped me change my mindset in terms of um the idea of how often i should do music i think it's just the case as you said you need to show up and do you know create something whether it's good or bad and then you know as you said you you'll have you'll get some experience from it you'll you'll learn something new whether it's out of necessity or you know by accident you it's always you. You never know what's going to come out of a um, creative session. Exactly. Yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> it's interesting you say about the uh, the dip in productivity dip in product- for about two years because I exactly the same thing where until I really picked up Twitch, um, wasn't writing as much as this since college. Like that's that's quite scary to when I yeah. think about it. Um.
1: Well, when you think about the amount of time you've invested in learning mm. all this stuff and then you realize that you're actually a bit lost with it because it's easy when you're in the bubble of your or university or if you're still in school, you kind of you've got that safety net of like, mm. oh, I'm still learning, you know, I don't need to really put out any anything at the moment. And then you you graduate or you get out into the real world and you're like, oh, OK, if I want to make a living out of this, I need to be doing this con you know consistently mm-hmm. yeah um but I, I think that's what i uh Orsi mentioned as well like uh how well, yeah, do you that back- was, yeah
0: that was gonna be my next question
1: For you. um i've got i mean i've i've done videos on this on youtube like uh, ages ago and there's a lot of stuff um a lot of techniques and it, it kind of go like well there's different things that you can do depending on what like in my opinion, what what genre you're working in, or what your creative space is. Like for me as a songwriter, there's like exercise like object writing. So when you when you don't have motivation, I think it's also just blocking off time in your calendar to do a specific activity. Whether it's like to sit down to do um, a music production session, or back to songwriting, if you if you need to write some lyrics and find new ideas, it's just like. Say that in the mornings, before you open your laptop, before you touch your phone, just do an exercise, just to kind of get you into the flow that you want to be in, mm. in order to actually be, feel creative and feel that you've accomplished something. Because I think that's what we all struggle with wh- with the creative thing: is that sometimes you wake up and you're thinking, "Well, what what can I do that hasn't been done already?" <laughs> and that that's the worst. I think that's the worst question you can ask yourself because that will immediately just put up a brick wall in front of you Mm. and then you'll just it will just prevent you from feeling any motivation to create Mm. any music um i mean yeah i've got like different different things i do um and i've you know the obviously the the most common one that people will say is like physical exercise like just go for a walk you know if you if you're not feeling like creative at the moment or if you don't feel like doing music maybe it's just the case that you need to change you know uh scenery mm. just go for a walk get a fresh you know take a break from things and then go back to it uh there's for songwriters there's object writing exercise just uh, you know just do uh 10 minutes of writing just whatever comes to your mind and then that might put you into a you know you might come up with some ideas that you can use later on in, in uh songs um yeah and just like i think i think it's also the idea of just having fun with it right like i think we get caught up with having to create something which is uh which is good and has to be like uh amazing that like we kind of like stress ourselves out with my, focusing on that and then we kind of forget about oh i'm actually doing this because i really enjoy making music yeah i think that's uh,
0: that's the big point really is think about why you started doing music yeah. and what it was originally that kind of drew you to wanting to write yourself uh, mm. I mean motivation's really tough I I
1: I struggle with this a lot. Um and uh, do you struggle with it like on a regular basis?
0: Yeah, I mean there's some days I just wake up and I'm just like
1: yeah,
0: can't be bothered today. Um and those days I'm really harsh on myself as well, so you need to well it's not need just you've got well it's need and want and all these things these kind of words are all again part of the sometimes the issue really. Yeah. Yeah. because when you feel like you need to do something mm. it adds an extra layer of like it's a, it becomes a bit of a chore or it's a bit of a stress you know so yeah. you have to think about wanting to do something mm. um, it's like that desire rather than a necessity
1: um, I'm falling in love with it, it it's kind yeah. of going teaching as well when you teach little kids uh, you know if if you if the kid is got a parent who's forcing them to do music lessons or whatever type of lesson it is the kid is not going to invest any time in it no. they're not going to practice they're not going to care about the lesson no but you have a kid that's in, in love with music and in love with whatever topic they want to learn mm. then they will you know they'll actually go uh, above and beyond to achieve their their goals and i think it just mm. applies to to us as well the same yeah. thing 100%. there's a there's a quote that i um I, my entire family's are uh, we're, we're huge faulty towers fans and uh <laughs> John Cleese has a i don't know where he meant he said this quote but i, I need to look it up but he has a great quote that, that has stuck with me it's like the very essence of playfulness is an openness to anything that may happen the feeling what uh, the feeling that whatever happens it's okay you're either free to play or you're not and i think that just describes the whole creative process mm-hmm. that you just like you were you were mentioning before the whole reason why we i think we well i'm sure there's research more more detailed research documents Mm. on this but you know lack of motivation writer's block all of these kind of derive from our fears are you know if you feel like a you know imposter syndrome Mm. or um
0: or you feel like you yeah you feel like you don't know the knowledge as well like you feel like you you haven't got that capabilities to get to where you want to go
1: course but i I think that's the the thing that we need to to overcome and just like relieve the pressure i think that i Mm. i I have that issue as well with um you know when i sit down to work on something i always feel that i need to create something that is worthwhile if it's not good then i get discouraged i'm like Mm. what i'm doing today and yeah and that adds on to like the stress and then you know I should be releasing music more. Then then you have people like uh, what's the CEO of Spotify coming out saying? (laughs) Releasing music every two or three months is not or whatever is two two, uh, years, three years or whatever, wasn't it? (laughs) Not good enough. And like, Uh, God, what am I doing? Yeah, I I, I, I don't know. Um, Steph Steph says something here. He says the thing that uh, I've noticed that produces my uh, that sorry I can't read today that produces my productivity is writing for a certain instrument that is in my band or, or in the case of a text feeling that I'm giving the text a, a, to a certain person. Mm. So yeah, maybe like, so you're saying that you you focus on like a, on a specific aspect mm. and that kind of drives you to create something for that, whether it's an instrument or an artist. Is that what you mean, Steph?
0: Yeah, I think that's a good thing where you're you're setting yourself certain targets and goals and maybe or see, that's something you can, or we, you know, we, you can, we can have a chat together. Cause I know a little bit of your, of what you're kind of feeling at the moment as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, maybe setting yourself a few little goals that are, you know, within reach. So, um, yeah. you know, just, yeah. just think about obviously the start, why you, you know, you, you got into music for a reason. I know you did. Um, and just think about where you want to go next, really have that clear target, have those, goals that are reachable Um mm. one thing I've started doing in my lessons with students is like an individual learning plan it's pretty pretty common thing you'll get it in all, all work all walks of life you know even in your job even like nine to fives like a review and all that sort of thing so set yourself something like that where how can I get to this point where you go I've got my target how am I going to get there you know what's what mm. steps are going to mm. need it so if you're just writing a track and you want to write a track like I don't know could be a Calvin Harris for instance if you want to say someone well how can I get to making a track like Calvin ha- Harris yeah. so you can think about what starts type of instruments he uses the drums the patterns um you know what what kind of chords he uses and all that sort of thing so just setting yourself those goals and then you've got a clear idea yeah. of how to get there as well because otherwise sometimes you just feel like you haven't got any direction and I, I've felt like that i still feel like that um and that's why i do i do like three monthly goals and then review them
1: yeah so. yeah. yeah i used to do that I, I i should get back on it because i've you know i've got like about five black notebooks that i i i did i used to do morning writing for like i would set a time for half an hour and i would just like write whatever comes to mind didn't have to be anything but it kind of because you're writing off the top of your head you kind of your brain automatically well, it doesn't automatically, but you're kind of training your brain to get into a creative process anyway. Mm. And similar to what you mentioned about the um uh, the plan, uh, the lesson plan that you create with your students, the, it's a similar exercise to what I teach um music production students, which is critical listening. Which mm. is, I think, it's very similar to what you w- you describe. You're kind of reverse engineering tracks that have had some success. So, like for example. Sometimes if you've got a lack of motivation, it might be the case that you not don't know how to start. It's like mm. getting that starting point. So if you have a library or like a, a notebook that has different uh, f- song forms with like ana- analytical you know notes on like, or well, the intro has drums and bass. So mm. then the drums drop in the verse. So you listen to tracks that have some success. And then you just basically analyzing them, the form, the what instrumentation they're using, and all that stuff. And that way you kind of have a map for any future song that you want to create. So that would maybe like similar to what you said, it, it could be a good way to um, at least get you started. Like if mm. you're feeling that you, you don't know how to start or if you have a lack of motivation, it's a good starting point for you to um start creating something
0: definitely yeah because then then you're not trying to you're not trying to invent too much the the only things you've got to invent is well make your own chords that's slightly different and the drum pattern you know but again you know most drum patterns they're pretty similar you all you got to do is offset a couple of parts and no one's gonna know you used this song for the drum pattern. you know who's gonna know so
1: well that that's that's one thing um that yeah, uh, that I say to to students as well is that it you know create being creative is not always being in- innovative is that the word mm. when you create something new it's actually being inspired as well and if you think about the history of music like especially the last whatever twenty thirty years all the music is just is very repetitive like the chords are very similar the style like if you think about eighties hair metal for example they've all got the same characteristic sounds the same uh you know the same look everything's mm. borrowed so mm. you don't have to you know i one thing that helps me is just thinking that you don't have to sit down and create something no. brand new you can no. just like copy something go, i mean the, the pop, pop music today is the exact same thing isn't it like you everything's pretty much yeah freedom.
0: but then if, if you want to make you know if you want to be a tech house producer or you want to be a a rock artist, you know, are you going to be trying to be super innovative that when people listen to your music, they're going to be like, well, actually that just doesn't sound like what I'm expecting. You know, there's Mm -hmm. certain, there's certain stereotypes in the, in the genre that, um, that everyone resonates with. That's why they like it. You know? So if the, if the expectations too far away from that, you might not, get the fans that you want to get you know there's nothing wrong right, i mean there's nothing wrong with experiments and this is where it's a double edged edge edge yeah, yeah. sword it's where you do 100%
1: yeah but
0: you know we don't have to innovate we don't always have to innovate or we don't even I, need
1: uh, it. I've got a question for you yep. um and everybody else in the chat that wants to chime in as well do you ever like when when you like i know you said that you do it every day mm-hmm. but like how strict are you with that like do you find like I, I used to be the my situation used to be where I would only write when I got inspired mm. and I think that's held me back quite a bit have you ever gone through anything like that where have you been through a phase where you just would say I'll I'll create something when inspiration hits me
0: yeah I um yeah that's kind of my old I, well yeah that's my old view of music you can only write when you've got an idea or you're going to, you know, you've got a purpose of some sort. Whereas, um, yeah, I think that the the problem with that is that you never get through the stages when when you're kind of feeling uninspired or you're not quite at it. Mm. You're or you've got a crap song in the making that you need to get out there (laughs) because, you know, (laughs) it's not every not every song we write is good and it's going to always well, you know not they lie they lied to me
1: <laughs> I, Every song. I <laughs>
0: <sing>. <laughs> that's the thing like i listened to a song that i did you know like a few days ago and i'm just like what was i thinking um mm. and you know you need to get those out there you need to get them right yeah. out there um so yeah i What's mean that? so yeah basically i just write as much as i can now and um mm. Not worry about too much of the feeling inspired, not inspired, yeah. um, and the ways I get around that if I'm not feeling inspired is just do some listening. Really, context is is everything. Really, with uh, with a lot of what we do. Um, yeah, I, well, think...
1: that, I guess that's another question I had for you uh, that I chalked down it was like, how often do you listen to to music? Because that's something, another thing I've been struggling with mm. for the past couple of years. Actually, is that I either listen to the same things over and over again. So I don't get exposed to, to new music mm. or because I'm constantly involved in either some form of creation or mixing or whatever it is. I tend not to listen to anything for entertainment mm. reasons. Uh how, so like, I guess my question is like, do you have like a schedule? Well, I guess having a schedule to listen to music would be weird, but like, do you, do you listen to music on a daily basis? Like you, would you listen to somebody just for fun?
0: Yeah, I mean, I I try to stay up to date with um, so on Spotify, mm. the, the Discover Weekly and the um, Release Radar. So both of those kind of the idea is they give you based on your listening patterns and artist follows, they give you updates of new songs basically. So oh. I try to listen to that at least every week, um, and I find it just keeps. I always get surprised by new things, um, mm. like sounds that I hear or just oh, artists I don't even know yet, you know,
1: that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, do you do the whole thing where you, you Google the uh, the producer or what they used on the, <laughs> on a track? No, nah, not that much,
0: really. Um, <laughs> I, I sometimes like to look at the credits.
1: Um, oh, man. I'll spend, yeah. especially for older songs, I'll look up, like, what. What board was it mixed on, or you know, yeah. or what effect are they using? And then I'll just try and find the the digital version of it.
0: Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I was just I'm just reading uh, some of the comments. So Steph yeah. says maybe seeing the same yep. thing from a different perspective may give you a boost, like the song made with uh, Dad Gad, is that right? D A. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Different or maybe different. a different guitar pedal. So maybe not really a new thing, but a new thing to the makeup. That's an interesting yeah. point as well. Like. Mm. The same, you know, same thing, but with different processing on. That's another thing we could talk about, maybe.
1: Um, that I mean, that's that that is a good point that Steph brings up, but it's also a dangerous one. Like we mm. we before jumping on stream, we were having a chat about plugins and gear with with Alex <laughs> as we were standing up. And it, it, it it There is a thing that when you when you get a new, I'm going to call it a toy, because in a way they are toys, but they, they're also an investment in your music creating. But Mm -hmm. there is that thing that when you buy a new guitar, you buy a new plugin, you kind of get inspired. But I feel that that type of inspiration is only, um, it's very short lasting. Mm -hmm. Then you go on to the next thing. Then you start thinking, well, I, I, then I need this thing. And then I need that keyboard. I need this plugin. And it's just a never ending story, but I mean, it is true that you, You know when you try something new and you switch it up again uh, switch it up a little bit then you will have some form of inspiration Mm. or something will excite you yeah that's a good point though i was gonna i was just thinking about that
0: because i did this with my uh the lo-fi stuff that i i did a couple of tracks and i was listening to them they just didn't really feel the same as what they were before so Mm. i just messed around with them a little bit more changed some of the processing on the sounds
1: um you buying any new plugins no no, tell no, the no, truth. no, no oh.
0: plugins no plugins <laughs> not till black friday <laughs> not till black- <laughs> <laughs> nah, have to have oh. to wait i haven't got a time ticking timer but yeah not till black yeah. friday um hey tiger how you doing welcome in. hey um, welcome in <laughs> so yeah i mean just go back to some old projects that could be something and just try and re- remix yeah. them rework them sometimes mm-hmm. a good way to to go about yeah. it yeah Um I'll read Aussie's comment as well. So Aussie says, I'm used to I I used to think the same thing, Billy. I'd always struggle but getting out and about listening to other DJs, bands, festivals. Um it helps open that stuck feeling of always landing on the same songs or favourite two songs. Yeah.
2: Mm.
0: Yeah, definitely. Try and, you know, just mix up your listening lists a bit. Yeah. Does yeah it does definitely help
1: been trying um, to do the playlist thing as well like listening to playlists mm. but again like I, I struggle with the new stuff like I, I it's just not not a sound that I'm familiar with so mm. I, I struggle with listening like something that's very pop or very electronic-y mm. and I can appreciate it but it's not the type of song that will get me to put it on repeat you know like if I listen to Jordan Riquet, there's interesting harmony there's uh, I guess you could say I'm a bit of a snob but, but then I, it's it's coming across as I'm being a bit <laughs> of a snob, but it—it's it, just like it, uh, I don't know how to explain it. There it's, needs to be yeah. a specific element to the music that mm-hmm. will actually captivate, you know, my interest, I guess.
0: But then there's there are similar artists to Jordan Rake, because I I yeah I love his sound and then I kind of I actually found him through Tom Mish so yeah same here. and then there's yeah. other people from from that offshoot you know like Alpha Mist and um. Couple other people I can put them in a Discord. Yeah, we're gonna um, throw them in. But yeah, I mean, there's those are people making that style of music. You just gotta find it. Yeah, and they're not they're yeah. not always in the uh, obvious obvious places. Um, I mean, and they don't
1: all get the same exposure, I guess.
0: No, well. no, no. I mean, Tom Mish and Jordan Rakay are really you know they're everywhere yeah. now. When I started listening to them, they were. I think were Tom, Tom Mish was still releasing stuff on SoundCloud. Mm. <laughs>
1: Um so, days. Yeah. Yeah. I missed this I think one I just from
0: Steph, it, by the way. Oh okay. go for it, go for it. Yeah. No, sorry, yeah, go on you you I was
1: okay. just gonna say that I discovered um both of them when they did the Red Bull sessions in yeah. London. Yeah, yeah. put out a YouTube video and that's kinda of, it would just popped up as a recommended video, and that's kind of how I got into their mm. their stuff.
0: So I, was, I missed this question from Steph and this is something that obviously if you've been watching me on twitch um, I've done quite a lot of so also do challenges promote productivity like make an x-beat challenge make a solo for x chord progression etc so yeah. I mean that goes back to what you obviously were saying as well where you did these um, music making challenges you know 60 minutes mm. I, I really I'm a big fan of them actually I'm a really big fan of doing those kind of challenges because it adds a little bit of nice pressure i want to yeah. put a positive spin on it in terms yeah, of yeah. um because you've got a set amount of time and you could mm. say well you you've kind of got a deadline you've got a bit of a um form format to work towards so i'm a big fan of those um and i've there's a couple of people in the discord that have started doing them and um yeah you know they sent me some of the ideas and i've been really pleased like really impressed with what they've come out with and they're actually enjoying them themselves so Hundred percent. Try a sixty minute beat making challenge or music making challenge and see what happens. Give yourself a target, you know, say I'm gonna just arrange this track into two minutes or whatever. Um
1: I found I found with them, like we we've talked about this off stream, but I get I started off doing this sixty minute challenge. I should probably go back to them. I only stopped them because I always I would always go over (laughs) time and people were like teasing me about it. So I thought let me take the challenge off. But it is true that if when you have a time limit, and especially if you have, like, what I enjoyed with the, you know, when I first started doing it is that people would chime in and say, like, do something with this time signature, do something with, um, I guess, for, in your case, you've done some with, like, samples, right? Where you, the you people give you samples and you try and flip it and make it into something like something unique, something that you mm. came up with. So that's, um, I think, having the challenge plus what you said a goal is actually helpful because i I started at a point where i didn't have a goal i would just jump on stream and then just hope for the best and that's when i started <laughs> feeling a bit stale like i was like ah this is not you know mm. these songs are not turning out the way i want them to mm. be
0: so that's something yeah that's something you can do off stream before you come in maybe just do a little bit of listening say i'm really digging this song today or you know yeah. i'm going to just try out this chord progression or you know whatever it could be mm. um so yeah maybe be good uh, Steph says, sometimes playing an instrument can make you a snob by accident. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, Doggy, hey, welcome in, Doggy. Afternoon, guys. Hey. Got you in the background. Afternoon, afternoon. Hope you're well. Uh, also, he says, can't go over time in the sauna. No, 100%. Uh, the sauna, you know, for anyone who yeah, hasn't watched uh, the sauna, um, I'll do a little shout actually. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: So, uh, yeah, the sauna, you can't, you know, you've got 20 minutes to to flip a sample or incorporate this sample into your track, you know, there's no time to overthink things. And that's sometimes a good thing where you you have to go with your gut, how you're feeling, you know, all those sorts of things, trust the process. Um, So, you know, you can't, that's sometimes good. That's why those challenges are good because you're not, you're not overthinking about sound design and certain things like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah and uh well that that kind of ties in with, with another point about um you know dealing with lack of motivation i'm sorry, I'm jumping back to yeah, the yeah. previous stuff. like it what you just said actually fits like when you've got lack of a uh, lack of motivation or you've got rise's block, it's just like sitting down saying that you're just working on a draft or you're working on a or you've got a goal that you need to achieve, and just like simplifying i guess the process of it. So you're not adding too much, not adding a lot of pressure to it, but you add some like healthy pressure, as you put mm. it, to actually complete a, a a given task or whatever you want to create on that day.
2: Mm.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, is there anything else you wanted to to put onto that, or has anyone else in the chat got any... any other points
1: that, or anything we've kind of talked around already there? Um... So there, there was another question that we kind of. I forgot to bring up actually in the beginning like we following the what you listen to this week is mm. uh, a question would be like mentioning like little or big wins of the past I guess when it's been 2 weeks since we two did weeks, the yeah. first one yeah. yeah because you you have some news you you uh you have a quite a big win there with your um teaching mm. qualification
0: yeah so now I've got my uh, level 4 so that's always good gives level me four. uh Makes me an official teacher now, so I can uh, I can boss everyone around.
1: There you go. There you go. No, I'm no. No, we, right. we should put you should change your uh, your handle to Doctor Alex JL Music. Uh, but I'm not a doctor yet. Uh, I don't know if I Nobody could do needs a doctor to know yet. That. Nobody needs to know that. <laughs> Andrew is in. Hello, hey,
0: Andrew uh Welcome oh. in. Well done. <laughs> Get
1: that yeah, quiet. He's a he's a doctor. Guys, don't yeah, don't yeah. believe what yeah. he's a professional is there a real there doctor in here <laughs> <laughs> there uh, you go you're getting all the congratulations there alex yeah, well deserved you, yeah. as well so uh, yeah
0: that was a that was not a little win that was a big win it's been uh, that was a
1: very big win you've been working on that like yeah God on that like, what about um music so i guess the ep you're doing the EP yeah mix. i think it's going to be more of an album because there's
0: you know an oh. ep's are uh, four tracks aren't they yeah four 4 6 two picks, <laughs> isn't it yeah of course a small album, then we'll call it. But yes, uh, like I said, it's there's four tracks all sorted now. So just a couple more. I'm going to polish up yeah. a little bit. Mm-hmm.
1: That's great. Uh, yeah. If anybody else has their own little wins or big wins, feel free to mention to them in the chat. Uh, yeah. We're all working towards music. are not we like making making stuff?
0: Yeah. What is um, a level four? It's um, first year degree level, I think. That's what level four is.
1: Can you get four levels? Can you like yeah, extend?
0: Yeah. Level seven's oh. the highest, I think, or level eight is the doctorate. So
1: They're like the super saiyan teacher. Yeah, if you want to go mad, like <laughs> mad. Like in a few years, Alex is like grey hair. He's only in his like thirties. Grey hair, like Einstein and all that okay. stuff. and I'm I'm level. I don't know why you speak like that, but I'm level eight. Well, I can
0: oh, I can, I like can speak like that now when I'm level eight, couldn't you? <laughs> Get
1: away <laughs> with it. <laughs> there you go. There you go. But so, yeah, yeah, um, What's sure little wins, cool. big wins, little wins. But I'm trying to think. I thought I had some, but I, I definitely do have little so what 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 happened recently?
0: I, you you learned how to remove silence in logic. That was a big I, yeah, you
1: taught me how to remove <laughs> silence uh, effectively and quickly in, yeah. in logic so I would, I would take that as a win. Um I guess just like finishing finishing up projects. I think like I've got that one mixing project that I've been working on that that mm. feels like a a little win at least that you know that's out of the way and it's going well. Um I wish I had more Wins in music related, but I've kind of fallen behind in my music making. But next time we speak, I will have a uh, a win for that. Hopefully,
0: we are due to set our goals soon, so that's probably what it is. We are, yeah. Yeah. There you go. When we do that, we'll be we'll be winning everywhere. We'll be winning Uh,
1: everywhere. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. So you ascend.
0: And Jemima says you ascend when you get to
1: level eight. That's good.
0: (laughs) You can can float.
1: (laughs) <laughs> uh, lovely, uh, Alex. Uh, Steph, sorry, Alex. Uh, Steph says I wrote a little thing in Word yesterday. Uh, that's a win for my standards. Well, what type of? Um, if you don't mind me asking, what type of thing are you writing? Are you doing like a writing exercise, or are you writing music, poetry? What is it? Let us know. Mm, let um, us know. Let's do yeah.
0: some. Let's go do some back little back. reactions there. Remember, you yeah. can redeem the channel points, so you know.
1: There you go. Yeah. You- yeah. You've done well with your channel points. You have got like some, some good ones. I need to, I need to work on mine.
0: Yeah, it's it's hard to know what ones to do. Like I always ask everyone on the stream to uh, to suggest some new options. But
1: <laughs> please tell me what to do. <laughs> What's next? <laughs> <laughs> What's next? There we go. Cor- <laughs> it's That's Corona awesome. time. I love this one. <laughs> hey, the thing is, I can't watch. I'm not right watching now. the stream. Uh, but I'm just gonna it put it on, on now. It's, it's there, Corona it's time. Here. Nice. Corona time. That's best It's Corona time. Let's get that
0: nice. Yeah, I mean um, Aussie's in the deep Corona time at the moment with uh locked down
1: Oh no. Oh uh, well uh, in Australia. I see yeah, from Australia? Australia. Oh man. man. Yeah, corona Corona time. Steph says I write scripts, I plan uh, I plan combine to combine them with soundscapes. Oh nice. Brilliant. It's a slow work in progress. That's well that's that's awesome so you kind of writing scripts and also working in ableton at the same time
0: Melbourne's stupid. yeah stupid melbourne's <laughs>
1: oh, hopefully
0: you'll be out soon by christmas that's where that's where what I'll are think.
1: you on week 13 now was it if i remember correctly <laughs> I have a few Australians pop into my streams every now and then. They like one do- week twelve now of uh, of lockdown. <laughs>
0: that's not a very Aussie accent.
1: But... Well, I can't do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm horrible at accents, but I'll, I'll just make them all Greek. That's that's the easiest <laughs> accent I can do. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Um. um... So yeah, I guess kind of like tying into what we were talking about, like uh, how often you should make you should make music and you, you kind of talked about your process. And I, one question that we were, that got mentioned, um, I think during the last stream or Mm -hmm. after the last, stream, it was like, when, when do you know that a track is finished?
0: Yeah. So I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm battling with this right now. So, uh, because I listened back to, like I said before, the lo-fi stuff that I'd made, I I think I started a lot of the tracks in April, April, May sort of time. So, um, there's a couple of the later ones which are were kind of in June, so um, yeah. Knowing when a track's finished is a hard thing, hard, hard thing, really, because you have to trust, you have to trust yourself in that. Whether well, you have to think about whether you you want to spend hours and hours on one track or you just want to move on onto the next one, and that's hmm. uh, that's a really hard battle because we're all pe- we're all kind of perfectionist really in there, uh, you know, especially when it's our own craft. Um I mm-hmm. mean, I don't know if anyone's ever recorded vocals, but whenever I've recorded vocals, I'm just the most critical person ever. That's why I ever, rarely ever do it. So
1: you mean like recording yourself or recording yeah. something?
0: Yeah, just anything. Even if it's just, you know, doing a voiceover or anything like
1: that. Um <laughs> You know why that is, right? Go on. Apparently, I looked that up because I had the same issue. I was very self-conscious of my singing voice when I listened mm-hmm. back to it. And Google being the tool it is, I obviously Googled <laughs> <laughs> the solution to how to fix my problem. And apparently people say that when you speak, you're not only listening to yourself Your ears, you're actually listening to the vibration, so all those combined give you a different sense of your voice. Mm. Whereas when you listen to it recorded, now you're only listening with your ears. Mm. So that's why the tone that's why everybody feels very self conscious like, is that what I sound like? Because we're we're not used (laughs) to hearing ourselves, uh, Mm. from like I guess, would it be a third perspective, second perspective, whatever it would be? Um. But yeah, I I feel you. But mm. One one question, I guess like this being nitpicky again, but um, when when you say finished with the track, what stage are we referring to? Like, what what stage would you say? Would you be? Do you mean like the creating the track or like mastering? Well, the that's track?
0: that's what that's the thing as well, and it also factors in where you are in your kind of music journey. Like, are you actually releasing stuff, or you just kind of making tracks to improve to learn because doing those two things are also very different because if you're at the learning stage you want to be finishing tracks quickly you don't want to be spending hours over the small details you know is my eq curve the best is this snare eq to the to the ninth Mm. degree all that sort of stuff you know whereas even for me, I don't want to go through that. I don't want to get into that rabbit hole anymore because yeah. I've I've been there. I've been EQing stuff, doing faders up and down for hours and hours, realizing all that have completely everything copped up the mix and it just sounds yeah. worse than it started. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, um, all been there. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. If you've not been there, <laughs> then don't <laughs> go. Just don't go there, please. <laughs> it's a dark space. But... <laughs> go back to the light. Yeah. <laughs>
1: So. Oh man, no, I feel you, yeah, with that one. Yeah, I think that just like going off what you said is, for me, because I, I mostly do mixing. I've done some mastering, and for the production phase, I think it's tricky with the production because it also depends on your experience producing music, and I guess what we're going to talk about later on about how much time you spend sound designing and all that stuff. But like when it comes to the mixing side of things. For me, I know that I'm done mixing when I I, I've, I start doing like very nitpicky stuff, which in in hindsight, if if I didn't do them, they wouldn't affect the sound of the track anyway. It would That's just it. be something yeah. that I, I, in my head, would recognize or would know that I didn't do this and I need to do it because it will make it, in my head, it will make it sound better. But if anybody else listens to it, they'll be like, nah, don't, I don't hear the difference. So I think when I reach that point, that's when I'm say, okay, I I'll stop listening to this. I'm going to start working on it and just go on to the next thing. So that's, that's been quite helpful in terms of like completing things. Yeah. Um, so you're saying it comes down to a bit of experience
0: there, knowing your, I, I knowing think so. yourself I, and your patterns.
1: It, it's, I think it's a, a fine line between having experience and then also like, obviously it's a never, you, you never stop learning. And obviously, you, you, the music that you're going to make today will have the limits of the knowledge that you've got today. Yeah. And obviously, the more you do, the more. So I guess, yeah, it is experience and knowledge together. I, I think of them as two different things. But um, yeah, I, w- I would say that. Also, another thing that, that you could do with, with, uh, I mean, especially in the mixing phase and maybe mastering as well, is just have... Um, Kind of work like a company does like have standard operations uh like sops so like i i i have i'm currently in the process of building checklists for setting up mixes um things that i would always do Mm. when mixing and uh, or things like you can have a checklist about how how to export and at least for those stages of the music making process you can just at least just follow a checklist i know Mm. that if you do those steps then you'll be you'll be done, and you don't have to overthink things, or kind of saves you from like going into thinking about it in more detail. Just know mm-hmm. that if I follow these steps, I know that I'll do it will sound good, or I'll, I'll get everything, the results I want. With the creative side, I think it's a bit trickier because it really comes down to you know what you can't have a checklist of like oh, I'm gonna make this song, so I need to have like I need to follow these steps. It's a bit I you don't kind know. of take kind of creative.
0: I kinda of like that idea, you know. Uh, Whereas um yeah? where you're kinda of saying, well if you're let's just say if you're making um let's use my like, my own kind of experience here, but if you're oh. making like a house track for instance, yeah. You can give yourself certain things that you need to well you could you could, oh, you could add in. Extent. Yeah. So you could say, Well, do I have an intro outro that's suitable for a DJ to mix in? Mm. Do I have nice um do i have a bit of a breakdown like one breakdown and then two well basically i say we've got pre-breakdown which is kind of a bit shorter then we go into the Mm -hmm. first drop then i've got a bit of a longer breakdown which i can kind of express more things maybe getting a melody or vocal or something and then is my drop suitable enough is it hard enough is it you know whatever it needs to be Mm -hmm. do i have any transitions so like sound effects those sorts of things yeah because Then you could set yeah. up and say, Well, if I'm hitting all five of those points, mm. my track's kind of,
1: it all kind of it's kind code. of done in a yeah. way,
0: yeah. It's kind of there, you're
1: right. You're right.
0: I mean, the, the problem with that, that is, yeah, so yeah,
1: so you saying,
0: I guess the only problem with that is maybe you become very methodical in music making,
1: so yeah. Well, I get, yeah, but that would be a great tool for anybody in, in, no, it makes sense. I, I think that's another point I wanted to bring up, like kind of the differences between the genres. So like for, for the, the two of us are kind of in different mm. well, kind of, we are in different genres of music. So that's one question I wanted to ask you, like what is the difference from the pros? And this probably is one of them that with the more house or lo-fi or, uh, you know things that you, you're thinking about things that a songwriter wouldn't think about for mm-hmm. example you're thinking hey, well if, if i give this song to a dj does it hit these points that they can actually that will actually help them mix it in with the rest of the tracks whereas if you're coming from a, song, a songwriter perspective you're not really thinking about this but it's actually something to think about from another perspective so maybe hitting those like you said having a, a suitable intro and outro uh you could do that for singer songwriting stuff is like does it have a um a, a bridge for example or something about the form, which I've never thought about doing, but mm. that could be like creating a template for like a, song. a hook, you know. I'm sure I'm sure
0: that like these you know, the major songwriters who are churning out all these pop hits and mm. I'm sure they work to a template. I'm sure of it because when you listen to it, mm. you know, or you can I'm sure if I looked up certain songs, I could say you could see that that's the same songwriters involved because it oh, really? has that sound. I'm pretty sure if I looked it up, I probably would find that. Um, oh, that's
1: due to look into.
0: And I think you could easily put that into a songwriting perspective in that you, you say, well, yeah. have I got a hook? Is that hmm. hook something that I can sing along to? So you could think about you know just singing it out loud or anything like that because that's, that's a big thing for pop music. How many songs... 100% stick in your head and you're like i wish this wasn't in my head <laughs> <Yeah>. um,
1: <laughs> so you well, know that's I, the other yeah yeah i think you could easily just do that you know yeah, that's I, I it's something to think about i never for me like i guess going back to like the, the the stress and fear of creating music and being motivated i guess thinking about having parameters in that stage of the music making would be would add stress to the process but i think you know, the way you put it makes sense like the way you presented it for the house music for example you could you could definitely it sounds like you could definitely find a way to apl- apply it to singer songwriter or more like um pop music as you mm. said um so I, that, that's something i'm going to look into now but i'm going to add that to my uh checklist builder <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to do that
0: yeah let us know how it goes because i'll be interested yeah, yeah. to see because uh you know even when i when i've done sync stuff before mm. you can't mess around with fancy intros or anything like that you've got to go straight in with the, the meat and drink with of, mm. of everything um whereas when i've done you know life lo-fi stuff it's yeah. the opposite almost you want to slowly introduce stuff you want to be a like a songwriter in a way right, built, um yeah. so you know it's 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 a weird thing where you've you there's no right or wrong way it just again mm. depends on sometimes where what kind of stuff you're making um mm. Steph says you should think of Greek music producers they are making pop successes that are being played through awful car cast speakers on the radio well you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to be honest that's that's another thing like you don't don't overthink the mix too much just get everything yeah. balanced you know I always work to I don't know if, what your thoughts on this because you're you're probably more of a mixing engineer than than I am necessarily um but I always kind of work to the pink noise um the honest, uh, I
1: yeah, yeah. I, I know I know the technique where you can kind of put some pink noise in the background is that the one
0: well yeah I, I, I actually do it in that I work towards the um the kind of waveform the spec- the analyzer so if you look at yeah, on yeah. an analyzer it's kind of yeah. a little bit of bass then it kind yeah. of freakens down in the middle and a little bit of top end
1: I've never done that it, I I've read about it I've I've seen other people doing it but I've never gone about doing it and I sh- I should try it at some point the, I do I do the analyzer thing mm-hmm. I I I add, always add an analyzer at the end of on my mix bus and then I usually have a um a reference track in my mix as yeah. well yeah. So then, what I would do, like as I'm mixing, I would check. Obviously, I, I usually drop it. You have to take it into consideration that it's the track that your reference track is probably mastered as well. So I do drop it a few dBs just to make sure that it's not uh, crazy loud. And then I try and match the the EQ and the frequency references that you get from the analyzer on what I'm doing. So mm. that's kind of it, it's similar, but without the listening to the pink noise. Um, mm. Yeah, I mean,
0: uh, one thing—the reason I started, what well, the reason I did that was because I was mixing everything really flat. Mm. I was, I was doing the old school kind of approach where everything has to be nicely flat and balanced and everything. But my music was just like
1: lifeless, basically. You weren't getting the energy. Yeah, the energy. There was no excitement
0: yeah. there. There was nothing.
1: It was just flat.
0: Mm. <laughs> so now I was it, like, it,
1: yeah, it's a tricky thing with Like I've that's where mixing can get tricky like you can spend ages automating stuff just to get the right flow of um energy like Mm -hmm. like i know it comes down to arrangement as well like you you sometimes you receive i've received projects from people to mix and i've had to send the projects back to say you know like you're not ready for mixing because your production still needs work Mm -hmm. because they'll ask They'll, they'll give me a reference track with that has is you know has all the dynamics it's got like the the performance and all that stuff and then you re- receive the stems and you're like well it's lacking you need to add more stuff so it it's um it's a tricky thing with uh with mixing um it's not only like the balance but it's also like capturing the energy with uh, with that but i'm gonna check out that pink noise i i've i've yeah. read about it I've not done yeah much i mean of i was it.
0: just i was just trying to find this was about a year a year ago now bit maybe a yeah. bit more but I was because obviously um, yeah like I've been taking things working on things a lot more mm. um, and I had a couple of projects last year to mix and I was just trying to find ways to make the mix more interesting and just different approaches really and I've come across the pink noise one and I've heard of it in at college but I hadn't really tried it or remembered it that much so mm. yeah I mean it's cool it works at the moment I, I'm getting things sounding better and i'm
1: you know that works for you and at the end of the day it's not really you know there's not really a wrong or right way anymore to do it because of the technology that we've got like i think mm. back in the analog days there were kind of standard again standard procedures that you would follow to mm. have kicks it well in the mix or you know how you would uh, blend the vocals or backing vocals that you would have like these kind of fixed things that every producer would do or mix engineer would do, whereas now you've got so many things with the power, mm. you know, powerful computers, you can do like crazy, you can have like three parallel compressions going on, you know, not that you need it, but like th- the ability to do that is something that you weren't able to do yeah. back in the day. But um, we've got a processing
0: power now, haven't we? And I think yeah. also that a lot of these younger producers are just throwing the whole rule books out the window and going, well, why does it have to sound Clean or does it have to sound this way or that way? You know, I mean that's something maybe we could touch on is the way that things are. You know, people aren't aren't following the rule books anymore, and that's good because why should we have to have a flat mix? Music's not about that.
1: It opens up things for (laughs) Andremi. Is breaking all the rules? Yeah,
0: Jeremy That's what I mean. Jeremy is another person who's just taking what you can do with a computer now and just completely experimenting you know i love that about that so
1: but um sorry i got i lost i lost my train of thought um (laughs) what were we saying Um. (laughs) you said about breaking the rules and i know i was just going to say yeah by breaking the rules it also opens up it allows the process to be a bit more creative rather than Mm. like a a process of getting things balanced which is yeah when i guess in the in the creative in the music production process what what's your take on um building like working with other people because i think a lot of us here and anybody else listening later on to this they, they can probably relate to the idea of doing everything yourself mm. so like juice music then you're going to mix your music, music and that i mean for mo- in most cases i presume it stems from not having the budgets that you know obviously big uh, record companies do i certainly learned how to mix out of necessity because i couldn't afford to hire anybody hmm. uh to do it for me uh but what's your take on gradually building a team around you
0: yeah i mean that's that's definitely something i've always wanted to do um hmm. i think well off off stream today i was saying how like i've it's always been partly financial because you know I'm not at a stage now where music's making enough money to fund having other people on there um and it's also another thing is finding people that are on the same kind of page as you that want to do yeah. similar things or um you know want to make yeah make basically a similar music I mean I've always worked with people but then it's always been short-lived because I have my own idea of what I want to do they've got their own idea of what they want to do and it's kind of we do a little bit of that bringing that together but then those parameters get wider and then drift yeah. apart you know so I think yeah I think it's really hard but I think maybe the more important thing is having a good community around you and I think mm-hmm. um, since being on the discourse you know like your community mine that's starting to build John the dreamer his, yeah. his is a really nice one as well and just feeling part of those Kind of community, it really helps. Just just the, the feeling of being around people that want to do similar things. Mm-hmm. I think that's important. Um, but yeah, in terms of musicians, it would be great to build up a like a, yeah. a whole team. You know, there's some songwriters there, there's some some singers, some that other would, producers and stuff. You know.
1: Yeah, that was the tricky thing when um, you know when I, when I was doing the EP, getting people on board to. To re- like not only record but also rehearse and then like kind mm. of sell them the idea that play live gigs and all that stuff. Obviously, I had a couple of friends that were you know we kind of played on each other's projects, so it wasn't that much of an issue or uh, a financial issue. Like nobody would have any expectations. And when you when you're in those situations, it's great if it's like a win-win for everybody. Mm. Um, like if you can sub- help somebody who's gonna help you and then you've got like kind of exchange um but ov- obviously with a, a limited amount of people like you wouldn't do it for everybody um but yeah getting people excited about projects i think that's excited about projects with the the lack of funding if that makes sense yeah uh um, yeah. that's that's the tricky thing
0: um i think um, it must maybe it becomes easier when you you start getting a bit of traction and you know, but then you have to find the right people, then, which is you
1: give them, you give them, yeah, you give them incentive to actually mm. want to. to yeah, exactly. work with you. Finding people in the beginning to trust in your abilities or what you want to achieve is kind of, kind of tricky, anyway. Um, but yeah, like uh, that—that's kind of what I was thinking. Like, it, uh, that's something that I have in mind in terms of gradually as as moving forward with music, because I'm also kind of focusing on the mixing side of things. Mm. I'd like to. Have a look into building a team, like whether whether it's like having somebody who, um, you know, masters everything, because I think that way also when you delegate work to other people, it kind of takes the stress off of you. And like that's uh, going back to knowing when a track is finished. Like sometimes Mm -hmm. when you work on a track, you know, you're doing the the production side of it, then you're mixing, then you're mastering. It can become overwhelming, and it can Mm -hmm. be a very repetitive process. Where like I remember doing. I mentioned the EP every time because that's kind of like got all of these examples in one experience. Um, But like, I remember just writing the songs, recording the songs, having to mix the songs, hating the mix of the songs remixing every, you know, you listen to them at least a billion times Mm. and that can be stressful and discouraging sometimes. So I think like if you, if you're able to find somebody or like have a group of people, like you said before, surrounding you that you could either get some feedback like get a fresh perspective or hire somebody to to do it for you yeah that's also a good thing and it also may help with the stress but obviously it's for like a a later stage when you obviously if you can't afford it then you're not going to do it but if you can that could actually save you some time and stress from from the whole
0: process yeah and i think
1: yeah, go for it. Yeah, Sorry. I
0: think you said the um, one thing I was going to mention um, when we was talking about this was the feedback aspects. I think it's mm. not your team around you doesn't have to be necessarily people that do other jobs as well. They can be the people that you can rely on to give you honest feedback to then yeah say you know you send a track to someone like I could send a track to you and you say well I might need this this and this and then it's done. You know I can yeah. go off and do those things send it back to you, then you're like, yeah, you've done it. It's yeah, done. Yeah. Get it out of there. So it's having those people that can be be constructive and firm and honest and reliable and you can trust yeah. them that, that that then that helps you know when the track's finished because you, know, yeah. you know exactly what you need to do to finish it and where and when it's finished, because yeah. again, if it's just me giving feedback on my own stuff, I'll be there going, well, I could probably improve this kick. I could probably improve this, you know. I don't have
1: that experience, Alex. Whenever I listen to my own music, I'm like, I'm awesome. Yeah. No, well, joke. I, I, yeah. <laughs> no. no. But I, yeah. I get what you mean. It's, yeah, exactly. like, it's tough to do um, self criticism because you always feel that you're never going to be done and you can always improve on things. Yeah. Whereas, have that other person pop in eh, and tell you, like, like I, my cousin was a great help with the EP because he literally, because he saw me doing remixes like two or three times, and he was like, "What are you doing? It sounds fine. Just put it out there." Yeah, he really helped me kind of detach from from the project and say like, "Okay, well, if he's saying I trust him, so if he says that it's good, then I, it's probably good. And I'm gonna just put it out there." Yep. Yeah, it's such a relief pushing that like submit,
0: be like, "I'm done." And that should be your motivation as well. Once you hit that submit button, that can be the motivation that takes you forward again. Because yeah. you feel that accomplishment. You're like, oh, I achieved this. Now you can I check, can do check it, 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 it again.
2: Yeah. Mm.
1: yeah. I haven't done it since but I will do soon. Mm. But yeah. Uh, yeah. It's it's um that the knowing when the track is finished. It sounds like a simple topic, but it actually branches out like to to many many things. Yeah. Like, like we said, building a team and having people that can actually help you detach from it a little bit to and just tell you, you know, have supportive people, as you said, that can tell you, you know, it's good to go or just tweak this and that and the other, and you should be fine. Um, mm-hmm. There was something else I wanted to bring up. But We talked about the checklists. Um, yeah, I'll just read
0: this from Andrea. Yeah. yeah go- he says uh create music in an experimental fashion opened up an entire world of creativity got to break the rules but also learn about the rules so yeah, yeah definitely I agree with that and the thing is you got we've got so many great tools now why not use them it's uh yeah. that's what's yeah. frustrating sometimes with uh with the way music sometimes goes but there are mm. people out there that are, you know pushing the boundaries which is always yeah. good
1: yeah there's a forget what her name is sylvia something Mm. i should i should know this but i i i probably watched every single video of hers on youtube she's she's a record producer and she's known for her um quirky ways of recording like she does this thing with electric guitars where she'll have the guitar go through a light bulb and then into the amp and that's what she knows that she's known for breaking the rules and doing things that are you know unexpected but you get all these creative new things that come out of it, and she, you know, she can claim it for her own because she actually was courageous enough to do all those, um, you know, experiments with different ways of creating music. Yeah,
0: you have to post that up in the uh, Discord or something so we can. Uh, I'll, so we can I'll, check yeah,
1: i look up the name. Yeah. Steph said, um, "I don't. If you don't, uh, if you don't say, I probably is what he's meant. I'm awesome to yourself. No one is going to say." It. For you, except if you pay them. Also, they may say that you're awesome, but you uh, may not believe them. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely that definitely goes back to lack of motivation and um, you know writer's block. I think confidence has plays a big role, which I think Mm -hmm. is what you're trying to say, Steph, with um, you know having confidence in yourself and not feeling like an imposter and just having faith in what you you know what you're creating
0: yeah,
1: yeah. you use it but then but, it, is, yeah. it is
0: september after all so you know you can uh you, yeah you can pay us and tell us how awesome we are you know <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> that's it that's it yeah <laughs> uh, a few bitties as you say yeah and, get a uh, bitties in get yeah. the bitties in and uh, tell alex that he's he's awesome which he is okay. Okay, uh, thank there you. you go yeah um <laughs> I don't know if anybody else has anything else they want to contribute to, to these. Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe we could open up for some, some questions and- Yeah. Yeah. For the, for the crowd. Um, does anybody have any, any you know, talking about like lack of motivation or um, writer's block, does anybody have any techniques or anything that they do that they find helpful um, to, to their process that you could suggest maybe for other people to check out as well? Just having a look through my notes to see if I um, have anything. Well, one thing that I didn't, I wanted to mention, and I forgot, which I've actually quite excited about with the new. I know, are you an iPhone user? No, nah, bad. No. S- well, <laughs> <the> pro- <laughs> well, sorry. <laughs> they're, they're probably going to do on systems as well, but there's, um, they've added a new kind of privacy well not privacy distraction thing so at the moment like Macs and phones and i think other operating systems they have their do not disturb setting Mm. so if you're in a meeting or if you're doing work you can set that off and it won't give you the notifications yeah but what they've done now is created profiles so you can have like a don't disturb for a general don't disturb then you can have a personal don't disturb then a work don't disturb and that's one thing that i i'm excited about because actually getting rid of the distractions is is something that i struggle with like mm-hmm. if i if i have because i always have my phone on my desk and obviously if somebody people are probably in the same situation as me you got like family all over the world you're or you've got like people that you like parents of students that you need you're expecting texts from you want to have access to that immediately but in some cases, it might be the, th- the fact that you're working on something, and then you get distracted by it, and then by the time you get back to what you're working on, you've kind of lost that flow. Mm. So actually, that's one thing that um, might. Well, I'm, I'm gonna try and implement in my creative process. Just like when I when I say that I'm gonna work on something, I'm gonna put that on mm. and make sure that I stick to. You know, if I'm gonna work for an hour, I'm gonna work for an hour and try not to let anything else. Uh, distract me from it yeah uh, st- 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 <laughs> slap myself in the face and st- <laughs> <Yeah>. so, like, <laughs> you can't do that uh, every day mate it starts hurting. <laughs> oh man yeah. oh man that, that's painful that's painful
0: no i mean that's a good point um i'm pretty sometimes i'm pretty good when i uh when i get in the flow of music i kind of just forget about my my phone i know the missus gets a bit upset cause she's like you ever text me for hours <laughs> <laughs> So um
1: oh but yeah, yeah, I'll keep that in mind, maybe yeah. I can like maybe you can bypass some of the uh do not disturbs if you've got like family members or you
0: know, yeah, but just... I, it's definitely definitely a good thing if you can stay off the internet and all that sort of stuff, I mean, mm. uh you know y- it really I'm helps, that. um sorry,
1: <laughs> says I'm telling you I'm telling. Yeah. On... <laughs> hey, no. <laughs> ben, it's got a message there yeah if let's you read want to... this out
0: so uh but it says it's tough when you don't get any sort of criticism criticism on your art but that's why the discord groups have been a godsend as far as motivation mm. um i read fiction it puts sounds in my head i try to use imagination to make melodies based on what my brain hears from literature that's mm. that's good yeah because i i find when i'm reading it kind of you kind of have a bit of a poetry to it i don't know if anyone else experiences that but i'm kind of guessing that's what you're referring to there as well
1: um that's something that i'd like to get Uh, the the reading i used to be i don't know how you were alex when when you were younger but i i used to do my very best to avoid even holding a book i just (laughs) there was something about books that scared me um but yeah it was uh, not until like my mid twenties, I actually got into, I I actually created a habit of reading stuff, but it was mostly, you know, kind of like self-help books, philosophy and stuff like that. So things that you don't really, you wouldn't get inspiration from more like Mm -hmm. educational material. Yeah. But that's, that does sound, you know, that, that would be awesome to be able to like read a book and then get inspired just by, you know, a story or a a chapter of, of a book. That's, that sounds awesome.
0: Yeah and i think you know the first point you made as well ben is having that not not criticism i think it's more we'll, we'll call it more feedback and yeah yeah but um yeah it's really it's definitely i've found it useful mm-hmm. um and i can imagine when you're starting out and i kind of go back to to that time and think about the people that really helped me um whenever i had that those feedbacks from you know tutors and mentors yeah. it was so valuable like I really missed that now I think that's one re- one of the big reasons why I was my output really dropped was because I didn't have anyone there to say this is good this is bad you know or this this is where you need to go with this one to make it better so yeah I think again having people watching and having feedback you know people say oh I like that sound of that that's cool I think that's why twitch has encouraged me to really Work on music more and have more more assurance with it again, and um, so, yeah, definitely, you know, always surround yourself with mentors or people that you can um, if you, you can trust with the feedback. I think that's such an uh, such an important
1: thing. It um, is, but I, I would also just add on to that point that you should just be careful that it doesn't become, uh, what's the word, a crutch, yeah. crutch, mm-hmm. right? That you know, like having because i i had the same thing with you like kind of losing motivation because i wasn't getting like the the feedback that i needed but then i think you also need to find a balance where you trust what you're doing mm. and then kind of like if if you needed a second opinion you could send it to somebody and get like take take everything that people say with a pinch of salt mm. and just still try and like in uh, what's the word to strengthen your the tr- your trust in in what you're actually creating
0: mm. Yeah, I mean, that, that. again, set yourself like, okay, well, my, I've got the main ideas that I want to put together. Then you send for feedback because I know that yeah. some, again, I've seen this where people every step of the way, they're like, can you give me feedback yeah. on this? Oh, I've added just one little bit. Can you give me feedback on this site? There's no, you're not really giving me a finished kind of idea. You're kind of just giving me this work in progress kind of mm. thing. So, uh yeah. And I'll hello, stayed- Luca. So I'll just say hello, Luca. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, Luca, Luca. There you oh, go. You could
0: see you coming by. Um, <laughs> yeah, what was, sorry. What was you just going to
1: say, Billy? Big words still hurt my brain, though. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> yeah. I'm the same. I'm with a dictionary or my phone, like, whenever I find <laughs> it. I was just going to ask uh, Alex, like, what, mm. at what stage, and again, chat as well, like, uh, at what stage, since you mentioned it, at what stage would you feel comfortable sharing a, a track for mm. feedback like where, where what's your kind of where's the line for you like in terms of like now I can send it before that I can't so I think I'm kind of now saying when I've done a
0: like a first mix on something mm. um sometimes it will be where I've just arranged it and I'll be like well let's just put this up on SoundCloud send it to a couple of people see what they kind of think um but yeah even then I've kind of not gone in completely mm. rough if you know what i mean um, yeah 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 how about do you, you? Have that,
1: do you have that one person uh that you trust like hands down like if they tell you that it's good it's good
0: yeah i mean uh, Doggy dj is one of my he's always nice. always getting stuff
1: sweet um
0: but yeah not so much these days actually i just kind of put in one of the one of the discords maybe sent to you i should send to you more often actually
1: yeah, um, yeah. you know, my my doors always, my, door, my doors always open. Your, your triangle
0: <laughs> room's always there for us.
1: Tri- they have got the power of the pyramid here. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, going back to your question, for me, like, mm. I think yeah, for me, it's it's um, first mix as well. I rarely send stuff during writing sessions or producing because I, 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 unless I'm really stuck on something or something's not sitting well with me, if I need like a second opinion. I usually just I will probably just play it to my girlfriend actually. Cause she's she's quite she's got a good opinion and stuff and yeah. she'll say like, Oh, you know, I like it, I don't like it. And if she likes it then it's good. If I don't if she doesn't like it then I definitely need to work on it. Yeah. Um but yeah, in terms of like sending it to like my, my cousin's my go my go to person. And um uh, I'll send you know, I'll send him final mixes or mi mixed versions and he'll tell me My sister's downstairs saying, you send it to your sister. (laughs) (laughs) And my sister. sister. (laughs) But um, yeah, like it's just, I think first mix, Mm. definitely. First version of mix, just to get like a a second opinion on things. Yeah. And then I'll just take take a a couple of days off it and then go back to it and see if I can hear anything different that I want to change. But uh, Mm. I think after the... Yeah, go for it. Do you want to catch up with the chat? Yeah, I was
0: just reading some of the chat. Um, so Steph says, also, has mixing helped your song making? Like going back on making a song and adding a line that's while good, you're mixing. Bro. I'll pass that over to you first then, because uh, I've always, i been taking the lead. So I'll let you.
1: No, that's fine. Um, that's something that what I wanted to mention earlier, which I completely forgot about, and Steph kind of reminded me, is that uh, recognizing at which stage of the, the um, production you are you're in mm. so and that you know like adding kind of alleviating some of the stress and being kind of more focused on each section so if you're producing then it's probably best just to focus on producing and not worry about mixing mm. uh obviously you're going to set some levels you don't want everything to be peaking and stuff like that but like i'm telling i'm talking about more like avoiding doing any detailed mixing mm. during the product kind of like keep everything separate so you kind of there's a nice flow to to your workflow uh, but I guess like ha- knowing, having some knowledge about mixing, and knowing like having like a I guess a a vision of how you want your song to sound like will will definitely help you structure your song for sure. Like you'll know, like I'm just saying guitar for example. If I'm if I'm playing a a funk song, I know what type of sound I want, and I know how I need to make it fit in the in the mix. So that definitely helps. Like having some knowledge in terms of. Where you're going to place it and what frequencies you need to kind of focus on. Um, what about you? What do you think?
0: No, 100%. Like, I think the biggest thing that I started thinking about, and that was this again is not till more recently, was mm. frequency ranges and, you know, the register of each instrument where it needs to, where it's ideal to put it. I think that helps your mixing. The more you can keep frequency ranges three for maybe one instrument two instruments max just makes the whole mixing it part a lot easier but also you kind of know then what you need to add so if you've got you know big chords coming in you know you haven't really got much more in the mid-range to work with so you probably want to make maybe one melody or something up the top in the, the higher register and then you're kind of you're kind of there really with the track because you haven't got much more space to To occupy so then you Mm -hmm. just make the chords in the mid in the middle develop in some way so that then you have that little bit of variation or the melody the melody can be the driver in the in the kind of development there Mm -hmm. um or whatever the higher frequency sound is you know um Mm -hmm. i think yeah 100 percent. it changes the way you make your song because you're not thinking about piling in loads of sounds and instruments and ideas Mm -hmm. you're thinking about maximizing those areas that you've, you've well, got it, to work it, yeah, with. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And not ma- and you're making your life easier then because you're not having to do this crazy EQ and, and compression so everything fits together. Mm-hmm. You're just saying, well, I've got my spaces. What can I fill in those areas? And that's it. You know, you want to.
1: Uh, on that, like, I've got a question for you in mm-hmm. terms of, uh, because you, just because you mentioned like mid range and all that stuff, and that's something I've, I've messed around with uh, as a technique for mixing Uh, like a lot of mix engineers say that if you can sort out your mid-range then your top end and your low end will be fine you'll you'll only have to fix that do you um and if you want you can answer if you've got like a secret that you don't want to share (laughs) that's fine but uh do you ever experiment with the mixing in mono or adding a high pass and low pass filter and just mixing like the mid-range and then adding removing that high pass Filter, have you ever messed around with any of those things or if do you have any other techniques in terms no, of like I mean fixing fixing the frequency ranges?
0: I've not messed around with those, but they're quite interesting. Um yeah. I'm quite I'm always very aware of because I obviously do a lot of piano chords and stuff or pads yeah. using the chords. I'm always very aware of like the the kind of low mids area because I tend to put a lot of bass notes in the chords and then it kind of interacts with my bass the actual bass sound, so I'm very aware of that. Um, mm. But yeah, I try to really. I used to love throwing mid sounds in to stuff, like layering up pads, putting in piano on top of it. I don't know how. I don't know how any of it worked really when I listened back, but.
1: <laughs> you, you just add, add, but, add, and then at yeah. some point you can start removing, aren't you? <laughs> well, I don't so, know
0: if I. I'm not sure I actually did remove anything either, but. <laughs> i love everything <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah so i'm just yeah um nice. basically is my big thing I, I just eq some of the mids out as well so i kind of duck a little bit mids
1: i've also seen you you're quite a big fan of the brick wall in the high pass filter as well yeah yeah well, i take I out
0: i take out frequencies that are not needed or there basically so if there's nothing going on in the low end and nothing going in the high end i'll just cut you just it I don't want to be any. I don't want any surprises. I look at some of these samples, and you look on the spectrum, and you're thinking, "Yeah, I it can't is hear balanced. this, but it's, there's something yeah. there."
1: <laughs> yeah. So. Um, cool. um. Somebody. So that, kind of answering Steph's question about um, mixing and song making. I think mm-hmm. they they definitely tied yeah tied together. And as think think your experience
0: you... yeah as your experience with mixing goes, I think. You start to change the way you write because, like I said, you're aware of that more. Um, Mm. I select
1: the sounds that you use Mm. as well. Like we're talking about the Arturia stuff off stream and how, like, different different patches have different elements and different sound you know sound qualities. I think that's also plays a role. Like once you know what's like, if you need something a bit more mid range or a bit more top end, Mm. you kind of shape the sound that you select as well to fit. that situation
0: i mean interesting point here so Mm. i mean you don't use electronic sounds very often but when you do how do you feel they react because sometimes they're very thick and they occupy a lot of space so how do you Mm. kind of i don't know what's your thoughts on that generally
1: i've noticed that um because i i've obviously got the arturia stuff and i've been really having a lot of fun with those and trying to experiment with them I find that they get very muddy, for my taste, and it's probably because I'm not. My ears are not used to using using them that much. Um, but when it comes to mixing, and I think I also because I, I'm a guitarist as well, and I kind of, whenever I listen to a song, I always always have to check myself because I'm I always kind of give an automatic um, priority to the guitar sound, so then my guitars and whatever keys I add will always clash. Um, but yeah, I don't I haven't given that much thought. But like, mm. yeah, in terms of the sound, a- unless I'm doing something very low-end, I think, yeah, it doesn't really... It, uh, I haven't noticed a big difference. It's only like sometimes when I add a, a pad or if I'm trying to do... um Like some of the organ sounds as well, they get very muddy for some reason. They, because they're trying to emulate the rotary, mm. something goes on with the frequencies that that becomes very distracting, but for the most part they're fine i mean i i, I really the, the sound quality of them are ridiculously well we were looking uh we were checking out the what was it the jupiter 8 uh, earlier yeah and you know you just you hear how fantastic those sound and how great they you know they, I'm, I'm sure they're always fixing them up and oh, not fixing them but always developing them to get them sound even better but yeah it's um Again, I don't use them that much. It's kind of like starting Twitch that kind of exposed me to that. And kind of seeing you and um, DS I was watching yesterday. He's got like a fantastic library of samples and whatnot. Um, so, yeah, I need to I need to explore a little bit more and kind of get more into them to actually form a, a solid opinion on them. But, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> part, yeah. No, I, I think they're great. I think they're great. The fact that you can have them loaded on your computer and... You can get very close to the sound mm. and obviously you know some of the companies make more higher quality uh, libraries than others but um you know with the tools that you've got available to you, you can always make things work no matter what
0: yeah definitely so i'm just going to go through the chat yeah, yeah um, go for it so lucas says uh, i think he's going back to when we were saying about feedback and Um, know when things are finished so he says I think after the first day of work on discord and friends I think he sends it to discord and friends on that day and then when it's done on socials when it's completely finished so yeah kind of similar to what we were referring to wasn't it um Bennett says that's a good point for example I'm working on on an Alex beat um I figured out my compression made it sound flat so I've got to run it through new tone taking breaks and hearing second opinions sometimes helps there definitely and you know sometimes I think because this is quite a different track to you I'm just going because I know what beat he's using it's very different to what he's what Bennett's normally working on which is uh, again is good because it pushes you against um, your, your typical processes and what you might have on your you know your master channel mixing ways and whatever so you have to think a little bit differently which is again good for motivation
1: i should probably, probably participate in them because that's completely out of my field uh, in terms <laughs> of making and all that stuff so yeah. but that's that's awesome that he you know it's good that he can recognize um he or she sorry i don't know i, I shouldn't presume uh i figured out my you figured out that the compression was what making was making it uh, mm. sound flat so that's even like good ear training as well i guess at the end of the day yeah. And that's just,
0: with, yeah, again, exposing yourself yeah. to your tools and really diving into them and knowing how they work, because yeah. um, then you can reverse engineer again, what we are mm. talking about, uh, those issues that come up or something that's not quite um, hitting right. So, you know, it's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Last question. Steph says, how do you manage to keep all your hardware clean? Any particular de-dusting tools? Um, well, I don't have too much hardware, but my Ableton Push is collecting a lot of dust again at the moment. <laughs> yeah. So, um, just a little bit of a. I don't use a wet tissue, but a very damp, uh, just a lightly damped tissue mm. is good. Nothing, uh, nothing too heavy duty or anything. Um, I think.
1: It's the same, yeah, I've got. I, I do use. Um, well, Steph will know this word. It's a, what we call in Greece a vetex. So it's those square, um, like cloths. Oh yeah, that you can. So I use that a little bit, not not too much water, a little bit damp, and just kind of, yeah, just maintenance, I guess, just basic. Mm. Uh, <laughs> you know, whenever you see a little bit of dust, just uh, clean it up. But yeah. I mean, for guitar, like uh, Steph will know this. Just every time you play, just wipe the um, the strings. I guess that's kind of the the main maintenance. But mm. I guess it's considered hardware and stuff like that. What I'm worried about is these massive. Tanoy speakers because they've been the poor things have been sitting in the corner because of the, this room is way too small for them mm. so i'm worried about the speakers a little bit i'm not sure if anybody has experience with speakers that are not doing it much these days but um my old monitors
0: are sitting there enjoying themselves so they seem to yeah. be all right they, they worked because i plugged them in
1: they worked. <laughs> <laughs> plugged <laughs> them in there uh, yesterday no i need to i need to figure out what I'm going to do with this well that, that kind of brings up my a question another question that I have and something that I've been reading up about uh quite a bit is um how do you mix speakers or headphones
0: or oh, so this whatever well, I am in mean, at the moment it's not not mm. good enough for mixing um so I'm, I'm using these headphones at the moment but they're very uh they're very top end hard which ones are they, they're are they the, the... Uh, biodynamics mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the yeah, 250 okay. ohms. So, the 990s yeah so i've got sound id as well so i got sound id um the you headphone one
1: yeah yeah you've mentioned that not the other day you've mentioned it in the past and i need mm. still need to look into that so what what does that
0: um what does that do it just flattens out your headphones so you can choose which headphones you've got from the list and then it just creates a flat mix for them um, oh, because
1: it's got the um, it's got the curves. Yeah,
0: so you can test out, oh. see what curve your headphones have, see what what's been boosted and cut and whatever. Oh,
1: that's um, actually
0: quite handy. that's quite handy. But I found I've got kind of used to the top end now, so I know exactly what it's do- what I'm doing. So I'm doing a heavy, I'm overcompensating the low end and then turning down the high end a lot of the time. So um,
1: yeah, that's the thing because you you. You have all these people saying, oh, you can't mix on headphones. And uh I, to be honest, I've been mixing on headphones for like the past two, three years. And I've never had a complaint like something's not sounding good. If, they might sometimes say about the low end that, that mm. they might, might be lacking in some cases. But it, it's a, a quick and easy fix for that. But yeah, I've been kind of enjoy mixing in headphones, actually, because mm. it kind of isolates me from everything else that's going around. Yeah. Plus i can't blast speakers in this room <laughs> well that's another
0: thing you <laughs> yeah, know yeah if i'm mixing later at night and can't really have the speakers on no, you know no.
1: <laughs> but that that's the thing like with, with um uh, well you could if you wanted to but oh, I'm, yeah. I'm sure your neighbors would, <laughs> wouldn't be too happy yeah uh all the misty. but um what was I gonna say uh, but with analyzers and all that stuff you can actually you know you can it does the job like if you just kind of keep an eye out on um just an analyzer open kind of reference it back to your your Mm. reference track you should be okay with it but that's another Uh, thing i was gonna say actually about the um
0: how do you feel about analyzers on the eq and things like that i mean obviously do you find that
1: that. do you find that influences anything um do you know what when i first started a a lot of the mixing was visual Mm. so i would i would bring up uh, you know, like especially when I didn't have Waves plugins and all that stuff, and I had the stock Logic one, which has the analyzer behind it. It would really be kind of looking at what the analyzer is showing me, and then kind of trying to cut things that I thought in my head was the issue. Um, these days, I switch it off. To be honest, I just I just try and use do, do my best to use my ears. I've actually um, something I forgot to mention off stream to you is I I bought a app. Mm. Uh, which I'm, I'm experimenting with it's called Train Your Ears and oh, yeah, it's an yeah. uh, EQ train training. It's, it's like Sound um,
0: Gym isn't it Sound
1: gym's one is another one I don't know that one, I'll check it out yeah. but yeah this this seems to be quite interesting because you can either load in songs that you you're familiar with or you can have your Spotify open or Apple Music whatever you prefer and it, it will do these tests for you so it'll like duck um, specific frequencies or boost specific frequencies and you have to kind of Learn, well, it trains your brain to learn which frequencies you're listening to, so that's been quite helpful in terms of doing that, like a little bit every day, mm-hmm. and then when mixing, kind of try and be aware of what I'm listening to, and if I'm going to cut something or if I'm going to boost something, is it actually affecting the sound, or is it just because I know that that that's where the frequency of that instrument or that vocal needs to be boosted? Cut, you know, kind of combining the knowledge and then what I hear uh, together. Yeah. Um do, sure. you, do you use do you like using analyzers on EQ's and
0: well that's the thing I think I'm very sometimes oh, that's a bit of a juxtaposition there but yeah I think I can be quite um led by them. Um Yeah. Too yeah. much probably and I I've uh, started trying to use the Arteria EQ a little bit more because mm. of the fact there's no um graphical equalizer, no, no graphics there to it. So basically, it's just mm. a load of knobs and you just use your ears. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I'm um, yeah, I mean, the thing is, I love Pro-Q, the fab Filter EQ, and I find that um, I get great results from it. But I'm always looking at the analyzer as well and just taking that into account. And I should use my ears That's a little bit That's
1: why I like more. the Poltec. Mm. The Poltec is amazing. I mean, it's uh, based on the vintage, vintage. You got the EQ, what is it? eq1a and then the meq oh, i might be butchering the names i forget the names of them, but <laughs> they're, they're literally they're literally like these if you see them in person they, these tanks with like these big black knobs and then you can kind of you only you can only change the frequency and you can boost and cut and there's not much you know you have to really use your ears and the the plugin is the exact same thing you have to kind of You've got no visual reference. Mm. You need to just experiment with finding the sweet spot, and then kind of adjusting the. Uh, you've got like the band, broadband, uh, broadband, or something like that, and then you, that kind of adjusts the the cue the cue curve. And it's really, I mean, it's great for ear training as well because you actually just need to focus on what the sound is. Yeah, uh, great piece of gear as well. Um, Steph is asking, uh, is it cutting? certain frequencies like transcribe it's, it's not cutting frequencies. So I presume you're asking about the train your ear. It's just, it will take your entire song and then it will like boost and cut specific area. Like all you can do different types of exercise. Like you can do like a, a low pass filter and a high pass filter. And then you just need to listen to the song and, well, I don't want to say guess, but like listen to whether it's doing a high pass or low pass filter. And then that way you can kind of get used to the sound that each, each thing each part of the uh eq does so i don't know i'm not that transcribe i thought was more like transcribing like slows down songs no um don't remember
0: yeah you have to send me the uh the one you're using because yeah i was looking at sound gym to get that and um i know they keep sending me deals so i keep looking at it because there's some there's some free one that i did a little while back and uh sound gym sound gym yeah basically just as like
1: oh gym as in like yeah the like going to the gym um
0: yes yeah. Yeah, yeah i i found it quite useful i did all right with it actually as well i think i got yeah no I,
1: when i first started doing it, i was like okay i don't i i didn't realize i'm not that familiar with what i should be listening to <laughs> it was kind of an eye-opener that's why i started doing it more mm. more regularly because i want to make sure that i'm you know I can support what I'm hearing and I I recognize everything but Oh mm. yeah the graphics of SoundGym seem quite similar to to the one I've got. There might be Yeah, I'm just looking mm. at the website. Nice one, yeah, I'll check that one out as well. Mm.
0: Something I saw in your notes by the way, um was mm. how do you prepare a mix session?
1: How do you prepare a mix session yeah, well,
0: is how do like... you, how do you? But then also how how should, or, you know, good tips for... Yeah, that. so,
1: I mean, this uh, this can be for anybody sending stems to to a mix engineer or if you're setting up your own... Like, that's why I like what I mentioned before, like keeping each section of the production separate. Like if you're producing, then you can be as messy as you want and just focus on being creative and getting the sounds that you want. But when it comes down to mixing, I think this is where the bulk of your being organized will be actually benefit your production in the end so for me uh, i i have a checklist and it really depends on the genre and music so if we're talking about like singer songwriter obviously you want to clean up the vocals you want to make sure like with drums if you've got natural drums you want to do all the editing there so any anything that needs to be aligned any if you want to clean up the toms so like that's kind of a process it's just basically doing all the tidying up so set for setting up the the mix and keeping all everything organized and then for mixing, when you reach the mixing phase, I use templates. Like I've got like a fixed template with tools that I use on a regular basis, and it's just a matter of dragging and dropping. So I think setting up a, uh, you know, like the the what I would focus on when you're about to go into the mixing session is I would create a new session in the production session that you've got. I would clean up everything, like whether it's vocals, just get rid of all the beginning and ending if you need to if you've got noise in between you know like a a verse and a chorus with, a, with that has a, a break maybe remove any of the silent parts now that we've learned how to do it in logic as well with uh, Alex's uh, suggestion um, and then yeah just like cleaning up color coding all that stuff in terms of you know it might, that's in my checklist so like hmm. cleaning up vocals cleaning up drums if it's natural drums um fades in, fade out, anything that needs to be tidied up, color coding the instruments and putting them in the, I've got like a specific order that I will place the instruments in based on the way I approach the mix. And then just making sure that when, if you're gonna bounce out the stems, just make sure that everything's zeroed out. Uh, you've got no plugins that don't need to be there. And then you can export the stems and put them into your mix template. And mixed template, I mean, we can go into this for like, I can talk about mixed templates for <laughs> forever, but like it's basically if you've got procedures that you do on a regular basis, m- you might as well have a project that has them already set up because then it's just a pain for every single session to set up, Uh, you know, bus everything through a auxiliary channel, then add all the plugins that you put on anyway, just have them ready. It will just speed up the process and you can focus on what's important rather than like setting up stuff. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, that's kind of that's kind of my approach. Definitely having a checklist. I think that's that's the key. And I, it's something that I'm constantly trying to work on and fix. So every time I get a new project, I can just like pull it up and say, Okay, have I done this? I can do that. Have I done that? That's done. Mm-hmm. Just go through it and then you're you're ready to go. Um mm-hmm. how what what's your experience with uh setting up mixed sessions?
0: Yeah, I mean I like that one because you've um you've got a bit of an expectation then you kind of know and the client knows what to expect which is uh which I like the the kind of idea there um yeah similar to you I mean I haven't done much mixing recently and um I used to do a lot of all my mixing in logic to be honest um so it's going to be interesting if I do if and when I do go get back into mixing more regularly like other people's projects that is um how I find it in Ableton because so I don't actually have a template or a process at the moment. So um
1: is it as somebody who has n- never used Ableton, is it like can you set up things similar to any other DAW? Like can you do buses and yeah, all yeah. that? Stuff? Okay.
0: It's probably easy. It's probably easier than I would find it in maybe uh Logic because you can also create like um whole device presets as well so i could have like my eq compression other effects if i wanted to like a you know different delays or Mm -hmm. something like that um so yeah you could just have those as actual group presets ready to go you just drag them in bang you're kind of there um but yeah i did have like a whole mix in one and very similar to how you set up i had buses ready eq compression on each channel um, bus, bus, drum buses, yeah, vocal yeah. buses, you know, all the different instruments, different reverbs, like drum reverbs, uh, vocal reverbs, all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, so I kind of missed that, I kind of missed that anyway.
1: Uh, be interesting to see. Um, maybe that's something that you could uh try out over the next few weeks, like kind of create a mix template for yourself and yeah. uh, able to see how, how the workflow, yeah, uh because I find
0: it's... I'm doing different things with d- different tracks at the moment. Um mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not really set on a, the same process each time. Yeah. yeah. Um so yeah. It's well, I think I
1: think that's the idea. That's something that I need to actually fix in my template because I I'm the same. I've I've had uh I've mixed a I think we, we talked we talked about it when um when I was doing it. Uh my cousin does um EDM music and she asked me to mix uh, one of her tracks. And the template I had did not fit what she, <laughs> the stems that she sent me. So I think the idea of the, the, what you want, I guess what you want to aim with your mix template is have everything that you would use no matter what the mm. genre. But then when you import your stems into your mix template, you can actually delete the, the, you know, the buses or whatever it is that yeah. you don't, and then you stay, you, you just got everything that you need. It's just—it's literally just saving time rather than having to set up everything. It does—it's not necessarily a, a mixed template for a specific genre. It's just everything that you would ever use yep. is loaded, preloaded into a, a template. Then, th- which you can pick and choose what you want to use. Because, like you said, like for example, you may have three reverbs set up for snares, for example. But it's not—you're not, not going to use all three of them. But you can no. kind of pick and choose which one you want, and then delete the rest. Um, yeah, that's it. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's uh, Bennett says I've got a template saved for my all my vocal stems just in case now because I used to be clueless. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it I mean must... it, that's the thing. You, you, yeah, you you as you do it, you learn different processes, and I'm kind of in that way as well because I'm using different tools on mm. my drums. Like I've started using um, Bus Force, which is again another Arturia Pro uh, plugin. Um, Whereas before I was just doing parallel compression, but this does it in a different way. Um, yeah. It's like a channel strip basically.
1: Oh nice. And you put it on the the on, direct, yeah, on direct. The drum. Yeah. Nice.
0: Directly okay. on the drums. So um yeah, it's just just messing around with stuff like that. Yeah. Um but yeah, I mean you processes change I guess and I'm sure you yeah. kind of you find something. Well, same the, thing. The,
1: that's the thing that I've I've purchased so many plugins but I've I've realized that I don't <laughs> I don't use them all. <laughs> I've I've kind of like settled with the ones that I i want and i think that's that's how i'm going to move forward in terms of like if i was to purchase a new plugin it would have to replace something in my um mix template mm. like, does, it,
0: does it have to replace it can it not just be I another
1: it, for me i think so for mm. me I, unless it's like something that shapes the sound different like i've got which i think for the most part i've got all the 1176 i've got the dbx 160 in terms of compression i've got like um the cla 2a by waves uh, you know i've got like the kind of classic compression that you would expect a studio to have which i can use so it would have to be something like something that i would actually want to get is uh mm. which we have is the time ty- uh, what's it toy
0: sound toys sound toys yeah, yeah sound yeah. toys
1: uh devil lock yep yeah. Hmm. so that i've heard so many people use that on um power compression for drums or kick and snare and it's oh, actually really? you know, I'm done. yeah that's one thing fan i've
0: fan. not done that's not one thing i've done yet so i'm if gonna try the, that
1: yeah with snare and kick if you just bust those two like if you send them into an auxiliary channel and throw mm. the devil lock it, it kind of it's an exaggerated 1176 with all the buttons pushed in nice uh yeah like you get some nice transients oh. from it um and it's a, uh, it's a really good one. But yeah, like I think for me, it would be if I'm going to spend money on a plugin, it will have to be the case where either it gives me a sound that I don't already own, or it's going to replace something in my, in my template. Mm-hmm. I say that, but I'm probably going to go on to do waves plugins and be like, <laughs> I want everything, just buy it, <laughs> but that's, that, I'm trying, I'm trying to keep that, um, <laughs> the, that mindset. Yeah. Um, let me read
0: the sum of the chat again. Uh, so sure. Bennett says, if you wanted to mix something, I've got a project for you. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm happy to mix something. It's been, a, it's been a little while, so I'm happy to get back into it.
1: A good chance to set up your mix template that yeah. way.
0: Exactly. Uh, Steph says, are there templates for live shows? I mean, live mixing. You mean DJing or live performance? Because again, yeah, I set up a bit of a template when I was doing um, mm-hmm. live, live production-y, compositional stuff. Um, I'm sure. Well, soon as that's something I'm going to do on one of my streams, I'm going mm. to. I'll go through the process maybe on. Yeah, before be good. I do or maybe that. Video, would be cool. Alex. Maybe YouTube video.
1: Yeah. Video. Um,
0: yeah. Luca says as a beginner, I use all free plugins. I've found some great things. Yeah, I mean, there's some great free plugins. Um yeah. Definitely. Um, I mean that's I the just... thing. You do not have to go around spending money. It's uh, and it's a slippery slope, like we were saying before the it, stream today.
2: Yeah. <laughs> It's, uh,
0: it's just, you know you look at these plugins they bring out an update or add one extra thing to it it's just i think you yeah. need to
1: be smart with where what you invest in in mm. terms of and the more obviously the more experience you you gain then the more familiar you, you get with the sounds that specific plugins that are emulating some of the analog gear they, what you can get out of them yeah and that's where where you want to be but Technically, I mean, there's tons of u- videos on YouTube with people just doing um, in the box mixing using stock Logic plugins, and mm. the mixes sound great. I mean, at the end of the day, and the an EQ is an EQ. All the all the rest is kind of like yeah. bells and whistles that you can pay for to have. But um, and it's probably a be- the best way to start learning, Luke, as well. Like if um, you know, since you say that you're a beginner you don't really need to spend the money on, that I think that's a mistake I made. Like when I, when I first started mixing, I would watch all these tutorials with, um, you know, the wave plugins. I was like, okay, well, in order for me to sound good, I need to buy these plugins. Mm -hmm. And I would, I, I think the first kind of big purchase I did was the gold, um, bundle from waves. And it kind of gave me like a good amount of plugins. And then I realized like, well, I don't know how to use them. <laughs> so <laughs> But uh, you know, kind of gave me incentive to actually sit down and learn about them. But yeah, yeah plugins are great. Stock plugins are great. The Pro Tools stock plugins are fantastic. Um mm. the reverb in them, the EQ is great as well. So yeah, man. Yeah, I mean
0: it. I mean I I was quite I was actually the opposite in a way. Um like, I mostly used stock stuff for a long time. Um, and I, I, I really liked the EQ and especially Space Designer in Logic. So, yeah, uh, great. And the compression I never really used beyond the um, was it the is it the what's the first one? What's the default it goes to? I don't
1: I've, I don't I've know, but
0: anyway, idea. anyway, I always I never really went beyond the default one, which was a shame because. Yeah. If you change some of the VCA ones, and you know you've got different
1: oh, yeah, VCA FET, they've got all the all the different of, models, yeah. Of... And you
0: can get no, yeah.
1: Uh, that I mean, I guess that's what you need to research as well. Just learn what the difference between a, a FET compressor is, a VCA. Mm. You know, like there's tons of information on online about that stuff.
0: Yeah, and so well, now I'm at the other stage as well of just saying to people like, oh, you know, Andremia has just said, if you can, if you know how to use the EQ8. In Ableton, for instance, you can go mm. onto any EQ and use it, Anyone. because the EQ8 does everything that Pro Q does, that any of these other EQs do. Um, it's just not as fancy; it doesn't have the fancy user interface. It's just got the yeah. Ableton one, and the same with the uh, Logic EQ. The Logic EQ is is brilliant. Um,
1: they've they've improved that one. I remember when I first started using Logic Nine. Mm. It was very, it looked very rough, you know, the the EQ, but like since then, it looks very fancy. Even like the way you can adjust the curve mm. in within the EQ is really user friendly and really easy to do. It's, yeah, it's great. Yeah.
0: Um, Luca says, I mostly use Vital. Vital is good if you haven't got that already. Um, I don't have. Labs, um, home and the stock plugins that come with Traction Waveform Free. So, yeah, if you, I mean, right. if you like sound design, Vital is good. It's free as well. So we, maybe we can, I think we'll probably leave the sound design chat for next time. But Yeah, maybe um, we can
1: like that more. But Yeah, Vital
0: is great because it's free and it's uh, very powerful yeah. again. Uh, Steph says, at Billy, isn't it smart to use tools with from companies that cooperate, like a certain sound card with a certain DAW, etc. Bill? Billy, is that
1: hmm. Well... As as somebody who was trying to show uh, Alex Luna, which is the DAW of audio, <laughs> uh, Universal Audio, and it just completely uh, crashed on me and made a horrible sound. It, it's uh, I don't think so. I don't think these days you need really need to to kind of get. It's not like phones or computers. You don't really need to be in their ecosystem because for the most part, all of them work. You know, like an audio interface. Of some company will work with any DAW, um, except for like Luna, which apparently is only for u- universal audio um, users. Uh, but no, I, w- I wouldn't say, I wouldn't limit myself to, no. you know, you have to think about like, okay, well, I'll only use Waves because it works better in Pro Tools, for example. Mm. It's going to work on everything. Same with the audio interfaces. Like, if you're going to get an audio interface, you just need to focus on what if it's got the amount of inputs that you want. It you don't really think about okay, well, will it interact with um, what you call like logic? For example, like the pre the best example is Presonus um, um, audio interfaces. You know they've got Presonus has their own DAW called Studio One, but you can use their interfaces with any um, DAW. So yeah. in that case, yeah, I don't think. It, I don't think it plays a big role.
0: No, I mean, I was going to say about um, Native Instruments Machine. So I don't know if you've... Uh, or Machina.
1: I, I, I know of it. I've not really...
0: That's a good example of staying within the um, their whole ecosystem. So, like, you know, you've got the Machina... Um, or Machine, however you want to pronounce it. Is that
1: like the Ableton Push? The one no, that
0: well, M- Native Instruments have their own, like, controller machine, okay. that's called um and obviously they've got their own keyboard as well so you know if you're staying within their ecosystem it's really nice and friendly it works great but okay. as soon as you start taking it out of that like if you don't use machine the controller with the machine software it's really it's it's not user friendly same with the keyboard like half the i think they might have updated it so it works better with like ableton and stuff but again, Do you mean the keyboard yeah the complete control um
1: uh, that's uh, that's I've got one of those here. Well, oh, okay. The how do you find that, how do you find using it? I only use it with. Well, I haven't used it in a while because I don't have enough room on my desk. But um, I, if I use it, um, uh, to be honest, I I I'm probably not taking advantage of it as much as I should do. But I have used it with complete, and it's great that you can access all the libraries from the LED screen on the on the keyboard. Mm. But it works it works fine for. You know, if I load up a like something from uh, Alchemy, for example, it will work fine. It's not yeah. that big of no. an issue. Yeah. But I, um, yeah, I
0: just think some companies, they want you to stay in their ecosystem and mm. others are happy for you to go off and, you know, be OK. And that's kind of why I stopped using the uh, the machine because it just forced oh. me to use the software. Mm. Um, I didn't really like the software at the time or didn't really kind of it was just like another thing to learn and it's almost a, a whole DAW in itself as well so right. and I just wanted to have my drum midi stuff mm-hmm. in logic you know I didn't want to have yeah. to go and <laughs> bounce it all out into audio and what if I want to change the sound later on all this sort of stuff you
1: know mm-hmm. yeah. I think that's what with the kind of the um we were talking about the whole SSL UC one and I was showing you the TC Electronic, mm. the new of that TC Electronic is coming out with, where you can you have the the MIDI controllers that are you can put on your desk, but it will only work with a plugin that comes with the MIDI controller, and then you can't use the plugin unless you've got the MIDI controller hooked up. Mm. So I think that's kind of like a new um, a new way that companies are going, kind of striving for, like, like kind of having their own native hardware which is not really hardware that controls their plugins and i think we'll have that's kind of where all the companies are going to go like ssl is doing it um tc electronics is doing it uh Softube, i mean that's a like they've got one of the classic you know, i don't know if you have ever seen them the ones with the um what's it called S- uh, Softube console is that the one mm. have you heard of that one? yeah, where yeah. You can- but that used to only work with their plugins but now they've kind of opened it up to other third party ones so yeah. I noticed some soft tube stuff
0: ended up in my uh in my uh Ableton plugin folder because I downloaded uh, yeah. what's the free software cakewalk cakewalk yeah. Oh
1: cakewalk so yeah so some of the yeah. stuff's
0: included with Cakewalk and um, Oh nice. Yeah it's pretty cool. Now you
1: can get cakewalk
0: <laughs> more plugins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, oh, also on that point, I mean, how do you feel about these? The, obviously, some are going that route, and some are going the subscriber, um, yeah, sub- subscribe monthlies. Um,
1: is that something you to get do, into, or? I used to do the slate ones. I used to, um, I, I used to pay. I think it was like eleven quid a month, or from dollars, it ended up being eleven quid a month. And it was it was great and all, but I don't it, it it's that thing that you never own it the thing that you it's same with like other subscription like a non music one like Netflix or apple mm. music like you never end up owning it. It's just like you're it's money down the drain basically um I've heard of Brainwalks is doing a thing where you do the monthly subscription, but at the end of each year, they will give you like a gift card for like half of what you've spent the entire year so you can start buying the plugins which is i think is a nice thing because they that way you're also paying for the year but then you're also investing in actually owning the the plugins in the end hmm. um but no i think at this point if if i can avoid monthly payments yeah. then I, i'll probably avoid them i'd rather just like say i'll i'll save up and buy like one plugin that i really want because for the most cases the bundles are You know, they don't. I'm not always using like that gold bundle that I bought like years ago. Half of the plugins I'm not even using. I'm only using like a few of them. I could have gotten away with just purchasing those specific ones. Yeah. So I don't know if I, uh, you know, it would have to be something really special. I think in order to do do that, Um, I do like the concept of rent to own though. Yeah, that's nice. I I do like like that one. If you, if you, even if it's Again, it would have to be something that I really need. Uh, I re I would really need. I would I would put the like do the monthly installments to actually own it in the end. Uh, but I'm just worried that by the end I pay it off, there'll be a new version that I'll have <laughs> to do the, <laughs> the start for again. again. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, but I, I think that's how they get you. But yeah. um, I I did that for the RX, um you know the isotope Dope RX monthly installments for that for yeah. a while.
0: Well, it's interesting you mention Isotope because they're going, or I think they've—I don't know if you can still buy their stuff outright, but I know they're very much pushing this subscription. Yeah, Um, they're going all
1: Adobe on on us. Adobe does the same thing. They do—they only do monthly. You can't purchase the software anymore. You can only um, do the monthly payments, which Mm. is annoying. I think there'll there'll be other companies that kind of fill the gap, uh, which may be good or maybe worse, but who knows.
0: Yeah, uh, Lucas says I use Cakewalk. Yeah, Cakewalk's good. Um, it's only good if you can get a ton of free plugins though. Um, to use Free plugins are good. Yeah. yeah. Is
1: Cakewalk what used to be Sonar? Because I remember Sonar used to be owned by Cakewalk, right? I think so.
0: I think I'm not. Yeah. I'm not too up with the, uh, yeah. the transitions. Yeah. Yeah. Steph's like Arturia. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to get Binny to uh, to go that way. I would. At some point, at um, some point,
1: I, I'm, I'm, I honestly, re- I'm really impressed by um, what they've managed to yeah. do. the effects collection.
0: I didn't, I didn't think I'd use it as much, but now it's like my go-to things for certain. You know, like compression, um, delays, okay. reverbs, chorus, flange. Mm-hmm. They just introduced a, a flanger as well, which is good. Right. Um, yeah, the EQ, the bus. The way force. for Black Friday, I guess. Yeah, I'm, I'm using most of their plugins now, which is. Which is uh yeah, it's good. I'm getting my money's worth.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's I mean that's that's the key at the end of the day, isn't it? Like yeah. if you're gonna that's what I think we were talking about the SSL um interface and the plugin, right? Mm. And uh the C one. I and mean, we would that's my my argument with that was like if you're gonna buy or spend that much money on, on a piece of gear like that, you probably want to use it on a daily basis. Yeah. Like or have yeah. it in your template. For everything you do, because it's for one, it's a lot of money that you've spent, and mm. also you this huge thing that's sitting on your desk. So, yeah, if you're getting your money's worth, then that's that's a good investment, I think. Mm. Um, that's what I think, yeah, yeah, nice, yeah. Well, should we Sweet. uh,
0: should we start wrapping yeah, we'll, up there? I guess, I mean, we've uh,
1: yeah, that's good. I think that's a good point. Part two, I'm just having a look at the notes, seeing if I missed anything or if there's any anything else that anybody else wants to, yeah, I mean, any any. Also, should we give a shout out to the YouTube channel?